When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Scott Pryor. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we'll be covering The Ring Goes South as mm. a part of our journey through Middle-earth. Is that a double meaning, Ez? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Kinda. The ring goes south. <laughs> or sour. There you go. Oh. Okay. I like it. Sour on. Sour on. Good. Yeah. Good. That's we're great. Off to a start we're here. off to a great solid start. Um, <laughs> it's probably because we're live on Facebook right now. It's, it's uh, Well, it's just officially ended. Oh, it's just unfortunately. Okay. That's too bad. Time to get serious. You know, I don't know. Time to lock you know? in here and really, really get after it this what week. What book are we reading? Um, um, yeah, I think it's a little something called The Fellowship. Of the Ring by Jaron Token. Yep, that's him. Yeah, that'd be the one of the things I've read it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, okay. So into quick counsel, my friend. We actually want to be quick about this today because we have a lot to do at the beginning of the show and a lot to do at the end of the show. Um, but we really mean it this time. Usually we say that, and we we you know it still goes to oh it's four the, hours, but right it's in the outline now, so we have to be. <laughs> Every three lines, it says, "Hurry up, hurry, hurry up, hurry up." Please skip and move on. Please get along there. All right. Uh, quick counsel, though. How's yeah. it going, friend? I'm great, man. Um, this is be playing in the future, but right now, uh, it's the day after tomorrow. We're going to be leaving for Canada. So, But by the time this actually is to all of our beautiful uppers, we're on our way back from Canada. So really? You'll be on I'm your looking, way back? Yeah. I'm okay. looking forward to that. This will be July 8th, yeah. and we'll be on our way home, back to America. So, okay. But it's a great time. Uh, my wife's family... Um, has this beautiful tradition. Her, her grandpa has been going to the same camp in, uh, Missinabi, which is in Ontario for, uh, man, like 40 years. Nice. He, he, he knew the man who built the camp, uh, go fishing for walleye and occasionally catch some pike up there. And it's amazing. We go through mm. Mackinac, Mackinac city and Mackinac yeah. Island on the way up. It's at the tip of, uh, tip of the mitten for, uh, in Michigan and the UP and all that. It's, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, uh, you actually showed me a uh, home video the other day. That's right, you, which you sat through all 45 minutes and loved. I loved it. It was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> nice editing, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it was good. Actually, it looked, it looked really uh, b- uh, beautiful. So. It is gorgeous. What For are you sure. up to? Uh, not much, man. It's raining out. Um, yeah. It's kind of rainy, and uh, the wind's blowing a little bit out there. So I heard some voices. Yeah. Fell. Yeah. Voices. Something's going on. So, <sighs> I don't know. Batting down the hatches or turn back. Either one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, all right, uh, quick counsel, done and over, moving on, record time. <laughs> They're like, wow, these guys really have a lot to get to this week. 
There's um, a lot to get to. There is a lot. Yes. Um, okay, so we're going to be rolling into dropping eaves, guys. Uh, some really cool stuff. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, some good stuff. Uh, some sort of answers now. Um, so we last episode we talked about the, the fake news about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that is not real news. Yep. Uh, and then the week before that, we discussed Jennifer Salk's um, interview and some news that she released uh, concerning the show. Yeah. That the deal has just recently closed within the last month and a half. Maybe that's why we haven't gotten a lot of news. Well, if this article is correct, which is on uh, CNET, um, talking about the potential release date, it makes a little more sense as to why we don't have more information. I don't know why I was thinking where this came from, this idea it would be coming out next year. It's not as. No, yeah. Not coming out in 2019. Right. Not coming out in 2020. Wow. This show, they're hoping, <laughs> and I quote, hoping will be released by 2021. Really? So we've got yeah. a little bit of time, uh, which isn't a bad Good. thing. No. Not we- a bad thing at all. Um, but uh, we're looking at this show, which may or may not be about Aragorn in uh, in 2021. So we got a little bit of time. Um, this article also did talk about some cool... I mean, she mentioned here again that she... Uh, uh, they have an estate that's very active, you know, talking about the um, interacting with the Tolkien estate. Good. Uh, she said she Good. spent three hours talking with Neil Tolkien, who I'm yeah. guessing is one of the uh, grandsons or great-grandsons. I yeah. don't know Neil, but... Um, she said there's a lot of moving parts with it. So, you know, they're still early on, you know, uh, she said she's had some amicable conversations with Peter Jackson, which we kind of hinted at before, Mm -hmm. or, you know, we had heard before. Right. Um, she said that the show will likely involve characters you love. Okay. Uh, but will not remake the movies again, just more clarification on what she said previously. And this is really cool. We'd kind of speculated that this is probably going to happen or we're asking the questions if they would. She said it's also possible the show could shoot in New Zealand. Hmm. So possible. Right. So there you go. All we right. at least have kind of a timeline to look at. So I thought we might be getting some more heavy news like within the next month or two, but it might not be a, for a while. So but you know, something, you know, you know that's good. Honestly, it is good. Kind of, I think it's a we good got some thing. reading to do. We don't need to be worried about a no, show. We have a lot of reading to do, and and uh, we've been wanting to get back into all this for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing too is that I I often say this with, you know, uh, authors who are currently writing a series or, or whatnot, or if you're producing something. I even look yeah. at it when I look at Star Wars. Take your time. Yeah, you know, like, like give us get a it good, right. Yeah, get it right. Yep. Get, get us a good product. You know, yep. um, you know, we want to be entertained. So. Couldn't agree more, man. And we want we want to learn something from it. We want we want, we want a good story. So that's, that's you know. absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we don't really necessarily know um, if it's going to be about Aragorn. Well, you don't even know if it's really going to be twenty twenty one, do you? I mean, it's, it's we it's, don't know. That's a that, I say. You know, they threw it out there as a as a safety. Yeah. 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 Could be earlier. Could be. could be later. Could be. It's cool. Whatever. So that's that's some news regarding the show. We also uh, don't still don't have a release date for the Tolkien biopic. I'm kind of wondering if it was if it was actually even really filmed or if that was just maybe a spoof. I don't know. Or, I don't know. <laughs> what if it was rumors We've been talking about it <laughs> yeah. for a week yeah. and a week? So um, oh hopefully gosh. that'll that'll drop to us soon. Um, in other corners of Middle Earth, there was a Facebook poll actually. So, yeah. Uh, we won't be able to report on the last episodes, but we're reporting on uh, part one of the Council of Elrond. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, because um, the one that was <clears throat> for last week was who won 
the draft of doom the 2018 draft of doom was it you know the wizards or was it team new zealand now wait a second they can't report on the whole thing yet can you that's what I'm saying. I can't yet. You because can't that, report on that yet. That happened last week, but we're recording before last week. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of so. like Back to the Future right now, guys. The timelines are, <laughs> it's messed are up. sort of all over the place. But I it's, say, uh, I, we don't currently know what no. people will think of my second round well, picks. Well, do we? Well, there's been, some, there's been some chatter out there, guys. It seems like you're overwhelmingly kind of in my corner, which but now, I'm Frank, shocked at, but also pretty relieved. Well, no, I don't even think we should be talking about this because you're, talk, you're getting ahead you're but getting ahead at of this yourself. Point, will I be influencing anybody? Probably not. No, because it will already be done. I'm, I'm, I'm just celebrating saying, my victory. You might be eating your words. <laughs> you might have to oh, eat your I words. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So I see that. That's, you see what that's I'm pretty saying? wise. You congrats, with time. congrats, as you did a good job. Thank you. You won that. Appreciate it. <laughs> but from from our part one of Council of Elrond, we said listen all the way to strawberries with cream, and then let us know: Do you prefer Barlaman Butterbur or Barlaman Butterbeer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we had about we have about thirty seven votes to this point, and uh, Barlaman Butterbur, the old fashioned, the regular, the the actual is fifty seven percent of the votes. Barlaman Butterbeer forty three, so pretty close. As sure, yeah. I, I had to go with uh, I had to go with Butterbeer myself because it just sounded dumb. Yeah, it sounded too cool to pass up on. Michael Upshaw says, sure, Butterbeer is sweet and delicious, but Butterbur is just so wholesome and savory, <laughs> like a nice salted ham. Mm-hmm. Butterbur yeah. any day. All right. Well, difference of opinion. It's okay. Yeah. Good thing I don't make these polls. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Ouchie. All right. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, yeah, we're, we're that was uh, other corners. Any other? That's it, right? For the. That's, that's about it. it. Good. That's about it. Good because we're gonna need that time, my friend, as we I'm dive into some of this stuff here. For you. Yep. Awesome. All right. So into the reread, we got a couple things we like to go back over. Some comments uh, from the Facebook threads several chapters back, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, as we get new comments, new people coming in and listening, they leave comments from on past threads. Yeah. It takes a little while to comb back through some of that, but I think we actually missed uh, a week or a thread there. And so um, mm-hmm. our, our good buddy, um, Michael Upshaw, uh, hit us up and we went, went back and looked. And I don't think we've read these. So if we have and we're redundant, I apologize. But yeah, um, <clears throat> just trying to keep track. But I don't think we have, though. So um, they're kind of mixed and matched in the uh, couple of chapters back. But let's, let's read through some of these and then we'll get into the chapter. Uh, the Council of Elrond okay. uh, after that. So okay. uh, I got the first one there, Michael, Michael Upshaw. Sure. I just got to the part where you talk about the riders being pushed to the ford by the light and smaller shadows with torture, torches, not tortures, and I got an awesome, awesome image. So imagine this. You are Pippin. You've just seen the river swell with the appearance of galloping horses and watched three black riders get swept away. Frodo is lost from sight somewhere on the other side, but before you still... Before you still stand, six of his of those embodiments of terror, Aragorn stoops down, grabs your shoulders, looks sternly into your eyes, and says, It's go time. It's elvish, I think, actually. Aragorn hands you and your hobbit companions torches, and now you understand what must be done. You let out a battle cry. Worthy of the mightiest of men, and together you run headlong towards death. To your left, you are flanked by Aragorn, unveiled in his full majesty, tall and proud. To your right, Glorfindel. Man, that is really sticking. I love it. Shining and furious. Glory. <laughs> uh, Elven Lord of Times Forgotten. Cue the ultra-slow ultra motion uh, camera pan mid-battle cry, of course. Yeah, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Then, to your astonishment, instead of bracing to your end, to end your short time in Middle Earth, the riders turn and plunge into certain doom. Yeah. You are a hero. You are 
save the day. You will be sung about in pubs from West March to Dale. Well, at least your companions will be. Mm. Love it. I love the creative writing that's coming about, guys. Like you, you all have such amazing ways of sharing your thoughts, sharing your ideas creatively. That I mean, we heard Calais last uh, last episode talk about describing his home as if he were Tolkien writing about himself, and mm-hmm. it's just so cool. It's so entertaining. I feel like we know all you guys already. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Absolutely. Thank um, you, Michael. <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Michael. Uh, we got Charles here. Just listened to this episode and wanted to add some thoughts on the subject to why. Uh, the race don't, you know, uh, insta-murder everyone. Yeah, I like that. Um, I was always under the impression that it was for the fear of Aragorn, mm. you know. Uh, he is described and shown in the books and films to not only have great physical strength, but some kind of like king power or mm. this like aura about mm-hmm. him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that allows him to control men. Perhaps it's the same power that later allows him to take control of the dead men of Dunharrow mm. later on. Mm. Uh, being that the Wraiths were once kings themselves, but turned fully evil, their fear or per, uh, perception of Aragorn as some kind of almost literal beacon of light. Mm-hmm. So at least that's how he kind of saw it. It makes a lot of sense that connection he has that he does have some oh, power. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And as much as I've thought about Aragorn, I've never really thought about that aspect during during that conflict. Yeah, it makes total sense. They, yeah. they sense who he is. They sense you know who he's come from, where he's come from, his lineage, and. Yeah, that would strike fear into their hearts for sure. Mm-hmm. I never, yeah. I don't know why I never thought of it that way. That's beautiful. Thank you, Charles. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Luka Michaletsky, I'm just at the part where the Black Riders hesitate to go across the ford. It is not because it is a land border, but because they are very afraid of water. It is in the unfinished tale somewhere, maybe in some appendix, but it says they are truly terrified of water. I'll try to find that part. So just kind of like these... Um, and I think I'd I'd heard that somewhere before. That's definitely the impression you get from watching the movies. Yeah, and you right, know, you get that you get that idea that they're almost afraid to enter the water. Then Arwen challenges them. Yeah, then they're yeah. like, okay, if we have to, you know, we'll come yeah. and get them. You to know, use I, her words. I can't remember where where they talk about their their um, the witch king and the, the chief among them or whatever mm-hmm. being the one who has to kind of that the others were afraid. Yeah, that they are kind of there. They that does bother them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember where I read this at either. Yeah. Bunch of it on the group, actually. Someone might have mentioned yeah. this. I think it was, it's a tattooed on my back. It's on your back. Okay. And so when I was taking my shirt off and kind of yeah. like, you know, you, I was, I was, yeah, it was, you had, you, I, I was, was washing the car. I was scratching your back. No, I was washing my car and oh, it just okay. kind of got wet and I was drying <laughs> off, you know, and then you parted the hair out of the way and you yeah. could read this. Yeah. 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 I had and col- it's actually in dwarvish. It's combing out your back. It's weird. What are we talking about <laughs> right now? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? One thought drives out another, yes, my friend. it does. Okay. Locks. But anyways, yeah, I, I think I had read that. So, Luca, thank you very much for that. Uh, appreciate it. Um, now, we're, let's dive into some of the, you know, we've got some, what is the ring to you? More conversations. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that last week, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and even the week before, talking about the ring. Um, and so, we've got a couple of things here. Um, Sean had mentioned that it's a symbol of corrupting power and evil. You know, mm-hmm. um, this this object that ruins everyone in sight um, or possession uh, of it, like Gollum, Frodo, and to a lesser extent Bilbo. Plus, you know, Boromir uh, going all you know, stark raving, mad. stark raving mad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, it's that symbol of corrupting power and evil. Yeah. You know, pretty straightforward. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Upshaw says the uh, the way my two year old acts around my phone always makes me think of Gollum and the Ring. Mm-hmm. He'll whine and complain for it, going back and forth between groveling and demanding. When he finally accepts the fact I won't let him play on it, he'll start saying, I just want to hold it. Please, just hold it. 
And it's really interesting. He brings this up, right? And when he's starting to get to the point where she, it's amazing, man. We'll have our phones out and we try to put them away. Like we have a phone bowl now. Remember yeah, how I was yeah. telling you about that? It's right there on the piano as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. it? Oh, cool. And we keep our phones there when we get home so that we're not on them. But every once in a while we have to have them nearby if Sarah's gone or I'm gone or whatever. And we're at home with Winnie, with Winnie yeah. alone. And um, it's amazing how just having it out, she's drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Drawn to it, man. Like you try it. and put it away, and she's well, looking for it. She's like, oh, where is it? You know, it's because you guys are using them, and you're you're on. I it. know, but even if it's just sitting shiny there, too, it's it's yeah, it's a shiny gl- object glows. of temptation, my friend. Yeah. yeah, Tolkien was onto something. He was. Yeah. So that was cool. I can connect to that one now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, James West. Uh, uh, James, by the way, thanks for all the comments, man. He he, mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah, often yeah. he comments on a lot of stuff, so we re- re- really appreciate that. Um, the ring is just simply pure power and control over everything. Mm. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Victoria Rose Johnson says, "I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so this is how I think of it. It's the original Horcrux, but a lot worse. Sauron lives through it, and you feel its effects when you wear it." However, he also dictates where it goes, how it's used, and what power it has over you and everyone around you. It's an incredible piece of magic. Very true. Yeah. An extension of himself, um, a piece of him that goes living on and has all yeah. the same kind of power. Yeah. Yeah, I'm either having I'm having deja vu here, man. I can't remember if we read I think these. we read that one. I think Did we? Or we read someone else mentioned the horror crux. I just can't remember. So I, I can't remember, but anyways, if we reread one, we well, Victoria, you know what? You're just so awesome that if we did, you know, liked it so nice, we read it twice. That's right. Oh my gosh, uh, Jeremy Price though, the ring is temptation uh, to do uh, wrong or fail. Hmm. Uh, makes me wonder, you know, what is the one ring? Uh, the one ring is a you know, uh, is in a constant. Uh, drive to bring its bear to endless woe and misery, hmm. uh, maybe even shame. Uh, mm. I believe that we each must conquer our own one ring yeah. by trekking through life all the way to Mount Doom uh, to once and for all destroy the ultimate temptation yeah. we each bear. Um, so really, we each must travel through Middle Earth on a quest to destroy our own one ring. I love what Jeremy's saying. And it kind of ties into what, what my my kind of uh, interpretation of the, what, what the ring is for me that I shared last time. Yeah. And it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. I had another thought there, and it just totally popped out of my head. No, you're cool though. It it, it is. Uh, well, we were talking before about you know allegory and uh, applicability, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you had, you had brought this up a lot with with Tolkien and stuff, and just that it can mean a lot of. That's what Jory, I think it was last week, Jory Webb. So he said, you know, to me, it's yeah. this, yeah, you know, and it can be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he I did. think yep. that's the thing, you know, because right now it's like. The, the things that it could represent here and now to us in this day and age are different from what uh, it might have meant to people, you know, 30, 40 years ago and maybe 100 years from now. Right. You know, right. So, you're right. And that's how it applies. It's it applies to everyone that way. And that's that's how we can each well, have our own one. Right. Ring. And, and here's a question. Do you think actually in the in the story itself that the ring over time, we're talking over lots of time and yeah. different, you know, people who who it affected, did it affect this Isildur? Different than it affected Had Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I believe so. You know what I I'm believe so. Absolutely. Like, what was it to them? You know. Well, it's cool. The cool thing that it does in the movie, anyway, um, that they that they do such a good job of showing is how it calls to everyone differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, so. I think about when, uh, or well, at least uses their personal their their names and calls them by name. There's this. 
the part at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring when Frodo has it and he has it. The the Fellowship is breaking. He's getting ready to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on the on the ruins of Amon Hen, and he's got his hand out and he says, you know, he's asking Aragorn, would you destroy it? And you hear the the ring calling to him. Okay. Yeah. Aragorn. Yeah. And then it ends with Elisa, which is his king name. Hmm. So trying to tempt him by way of saying. I don't know. Alluding to your power yeah. or maybe what, you know, you are of a kingly line. What imagine what you could do with me. Others won't call you LSR yet, but I will. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's it. That's neat. I never thought, I never caught or thought that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, now let's jump into some, so we, we get a lot of comments again. Holy we're, cow. I thought we were done. No, my friend. We're, um, mama we, we mia. Our recap now. So we're diving into the... Re- so that was some stuff, some comments, you know, from past uh, threads and things that we had talked about a couple episodes ago. Uh, now, let's recap from last week. We finished up the Council of, of Elrond. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot to, to kind of pull apart there. I thought mm. this, I thought part two was a little better than part one <laughs> for, for you and I, but we, we did... You were great both times. Hey, the, uh, well, the wall of tired hit me in the middle of uh, part one, guys. Uh, must have been Elrond. I don't know. I think we're, I think we're good. Elrond a sleepy pet place. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. But, you know, as we, we cleared up, though, in, in part two, the histories are sometimes what can be, you know, uh, takes a little more effort and, you know. I think that's why a, lot, why a lot of people don't like that. I think a lot of people don't like that chapter. I think it's really? kind of, it's. I, I yeah, I do. I think it's difficult to maneuver. I think it's it's hard to, because to, um, there's a lot of, I mean, we did a lot of research before we before we yeah. got on that those two episodes and. And you have to you have to do your homework more to understand exactly all the illusions and and where we are in time and who's yeah. talking about who and I mean there were just names of things and we we're like wait a minute well who, yeah. who exactly is that and it just uh, takes time it does like you said it just takes time to you know and, and a desire and you, you almost need to hit it the right time you know where you're ready to kind of dive into those history things yeah. if you're just looking to yeah. plow through the plot you know and right. stuff then that's and i think a lot of people who read these books especially if you've seen the movie already you might be just kind of like okay well let's let's get through this a little faster i, I know what's coming next yeah maybe yeah. i can skip over this but you're right if you hit it at the right time or if you're able to not be put off by certain things and like we've talked about you know some people just all the names yeah for you know, sure all, the names are <clears throat> difficult and for me too i'm like well oh, man okay who what i can't even remember who that guy who, what's his name uh well yeah. we were talking before the podcast too you know the, the way in which uh, you know Tolkien wrote uh, he had the world created beforehand and yeah. so easily makes these subtle references yep. and allusions back to uh, alluding to a, a great uh, you know song or poem or something in his own history and world building right. that he's already done. So right. to us, we're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That maybe like, at that time he wrote or hadn't even wrote yeah, yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. but it was in yeah. his head. Yeah. Could, could you imagine, I mean, at one point, you know, when the Silmarillion and these things weren't published? Yeah. What was it like to read this? I, I, yeah, I mean, what would that have been? I mean, it's, I don't like, know. You would have been just. I mean, your mind would have been running wild, right? You didn't yeah. have something. You didn't have those books to go look up the answers to. Yeah. So you know, sometimes I, I, I almost like that. You know, I do too. You know, I guess what it kind of reminds me of is when I wrote it. When I read it as a 12, 13, 14 year old. I was a, yeah, same here. You know, I didn't. I, I knew the Silmarillion you know, was around, but uh, you know, when you're fourteen years old, all people say is it's really hard to read. Yeah, it's a really hard book. You kind of want to stay away from it. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe well, I will, or maybe know. I'll get to it later. I don't. I, I as a youngster in, in, in middle school and high school, didn't even really know how it would relate to this. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was sure. kind of like, I don't know, so maybe know. that's what it felt like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so. okay, um, awesome. But anyways, yeah, we were into Council of Elrond, and uh, you know, we got through that, and now we have to pick our 
fellowship essentially yeah we had a cool draft yeah it was a lot of fun so so we had that which would and i you know i i don't want to say i i don't know i don't know who won i don't know who came out north on that one man yeah you don't yet so don't say anything um, okay, so we did get some some comments though for Council of Elrond Part One. Next week, what we'll do is we'll come back and we'll get Council of Elrond Part Two yeah. uh, comments because again we're recording this before uh, you know Lane heads out for vacation there. Yeah. Um, but uh, Michael Upshaw, as always, <laughs> I wanted so badly to vote for the Wizards, <laughs> and, and you know what? Don't worry, uh, you know Michael, you'll have your chance when you see, you know, uh, at this at this point in time, he will have seen. You know, um, part two of you know the draft. It was more of the same, wasn't it, Michael? Yeah, whatever. So, anyways, he <laughs> says your picks are killing me. Um, I hope you you draft Gollum because the only thing Frodo you know proved uh, was that he couldn't hack it. <laughs> uh, he was going to fill the king, uh, you know, Aragorn's shoes. Uh, Lowly Stewart's son? Question mark. Now, see, I I wish I could be there when Michael listens and hears that I actually picked Gollum. I wanna God, I wanna just see in his face. Like, well, throw his hands up and go, it's lanes. Lane okay. one. There's one more Team pick Z that I can't, I can't wait to watch everyone's expression. And, <laughs> My and, number nine? Uh, your number 10. Wasn't your no, or number, number nine? <laughs> were there 10? Were there 10 people in the front? <laughs> yeah, breaking pick, all the rules, man. Lane picked 10 people. Wasn't fair at all. <laughs> My God. Yeah, no. I no, you're number nine. Yeah. That'll either draw people closer or further away. You're right. Yeah, your number nine was wacko. Um, no, it was beautiful. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it didn't make any sense for Tammy, within I, the context of the story. Tammy, I love you. Yeah, it was Tammy Lane. Has got it. She should have been my number one. Honestly, I feel kind of bad that I didn't. But you know, I wanted to go with the element of surprise. Uh, I made a comment. I can't remember what I said, but Michael Upshaw says uh, he said Lane Smith. No worries. I think you sealed the win with your number two pick. I just wanted to vote for Ez because I love the team name. I want to again see his face when he realizes, or if you know, when he realizes now that I made the team name up. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think I had some, some influence there. Ouch. Um, you want to read that next one? <laughs> yeah, all right. In regards to this whole draft thing, as a Frodo without Sam is going to die real quick. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is almost, I, you know what, though? I was, I, was talking to, um, I was talking to Goldberry about this, and I was like, I agree. But I think we underestimate Frodo. There's something magical about I mean, because... I appreciate you, know, you saying that. We know what happens in the end. But I was thinking about your pick. I'm like, you know what? He's... I would pick Frodo way over Bilbo. Way over Bilbo. Yeah. Of all the ring bearers, I think I'd pick Frodo first. Yeah. And honestly, in hindsight, I don't know how well Sam would do. I think Sam's almost too pure to... Sam's a good pick. To, to even... Yeah, I guess. I don't know, though. I, so anyway... I, I, I just want to go on record I want to defend saying, Frodo I, right there. I said Matt's Sam was a, a good point, pick. But you did. I did say that. I think I maybe was, you might have shot yourself in the foot. Uh, I might have just... You know. People listen to you guys. All right. Um, he, he said... Uh, Let's see. The, uh, there's no one else that would um, that would take him to Mordor, and Gollum isn't gonna let Frodo uh, stay ring bearer for long if he's got options. Lane, on the other hand, um, you've got it clinched already. Sam has a ring bearer, perfect. Um, he's not very confident in himself, but he'd sure let Aragorn show him uh, the way, lead him there. Uh, not to mention, you've got all the foresight in Arwen to warn you of future troubles. Hmm. Can you read that next line for me? I don't think I need to. I. It's- I think it was a you, typo. Matt wrote it. I think you should probably do the amount. It was a typo. Do the Team Im- New Zealand all the way. Could you say it like you? There's an exclamation point. I, Maybe like you're excited or. I, I just you asked me to read it and I, re- I and I read it. Okay, okay. let's Fair move enough. on. Fair enough. 
Uh, Hannah Kildo Estes, uh, really good hearing from her again. She's like been with us from the very beginning, and so it's really cool to hear her uh, comment again. She says, hey, fellas, I haven't finished the episode yet, but I've really been looking forward to the conversation on this chapter. For me, this chapter was one of the first that really helped me connect some of the dots that I had been missing from the movies. I always felt like I was missing something when the Fellowship goes to Moria. Mm-hmm. Or got to Moria. I understood that dwarves had lived there and naturally Gimli would be devastated to realize the fate of his kinsmen. But I had no idea that the dwarves outside of Moria had been afraid for them. Uh, I also didn't realize that these would have been the same dwarves that I knew from The Hobbit once it came out. Yep. Anyway, great job as always. <clears throat> I can't wait to get back on the road so I can listen to the rest. Yeah. So thanks, Hannah. Yeah, that is... You're right. That really does... And again, what the books always do, it seems uh, you know, true always is they give you more of that context. They paint the fuller picture. You know, there's certain stuff that you can't put in the movie because it would just take too long. Kind of like how we said we weren't going to, you know, talk very long in this episode and here we go again. Right. But uh, like the book just enriches that. It's all about those details and, and uh, yeah, the context of Mm -hmm. the details and the details. So thank you, Hannah. (laughs) Thank you very much, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always good points. All right. So some some good comments from last... um, from part one of the council, like I said, we'll get part two next week. Yeah. Um, okay. Summary. After the council meeting here, um, basically we stay in, we stay in Rivendell for, for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. uh, two months, I think. And scouts are sent out. You know, we're looking for, for a good way. Uh, we we kind of decide that we need to go south. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's very different from the movies that way, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Very different. It, like, yeah. it feels like we leave the next day or a couple days after. At the council, everyone says, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm joining you. Sword, axe, bow, you got right, it. You got it, yeah. And it's very different from that. Very different, so. yeah. Yeah, it takes some time. And actually, um, I, I think it's, uh, you know, Elrond kind of decides that, you know, Ar- Aragorn, Boromir, Gimli, um, Legolas, all those guys are going to go with him. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple spots left open. We'll see who fills those spots. Yep. And uh, then they take off, and we have some trouble along the way, you know? Yeah, we, goes- it's actually not, not, not a whole lot... I can't believe I'm saying this this week. Lane has said it before. I was shocked that you he know, said this, guys. Not a whole he's lot, right. Not a whole lot happens. I mean, it's uh, it's cool, uh, but but I think the first part of this is more significant than you know what happens on uh, on Caradras. Uh, uh, right? Yeah. So I do love that the title is uh, kind of a double meaning. You know, the ring geographically is going south, uh-huh. but also this this whole venture kind of goes south okay right yeah. their plans go south okay. it, it doesn't really work out yeah the way they were hoping it would gotcha uh, and they, they sort of yeah you're right we end this chapter feeling kind of defeated mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i get you yeah yeah so let's uh let's start back at the beginning here and just kind of take a look at uh what we have going on i think yeah. uh something that i we're, we're going to kind of do more big take bigger takeaways i think from this than actually kind of go through it piece by piece one of the things i thought was neat is that they do scout the way that they yeah. do have a bunch of scouts out looking uh, and, and things. And I think Elrond at some point mentions that it's like the best route is direct. You know, it's almost like they might be um, if I'm, I'm kind of I'm filling in and reading between the lines here that, you know, if they were to send the ring any other way, as I said during the council, if they were mm-hmm. to send it back on the road back west, west mm-hmm. that would be difficult. I think yeah. that would be predictable. Too. Predictable. Yeah, it would be something that 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 Sauron would be would be expecting. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I doubt he expects them to send a small number, you know, of, of uh the small fellowship directly at him. Yeah. You know? And that's the way in which they take. I know. You know, so that's that's 
that's kind of huge. I mean, yeah. there's wisdom in that, I guess, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. Uh, you know, so, but, uh, what, what else goes on here at the beginning? I mean, Pippin, we've got to decide the last couple, you know, uh, folks in on this thing and, and, uh, they're, yeah, they're upset right. with Sam <laughs> that Sam got chosen right away. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's most um, unfair. I, I just love to, I guess, okay, so the difference too of how in the movie it's all like very um, spontaneous and it seems like they, they decide in that moment, like maybe they didn't know before they were going to go with Frodo and they decide it's very reactionary. But here it shows just how how deliberate it was, like the choosing of the members of the fellowship. Elrond even talks about, you know, I'm going to choose nine for nine members of the fellowship to match the nine riders so that they, yes, they have, you right. know, a, a counterpart. Yeah, uh, nine nine v nine, pretty much. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, that's right. I had forgotten that they were they were upset that Sam Sam gets chosen. Yeah, like he's not worthy, right? Because Pippin and Mary are, if you think about the the class system of the Hobbits, they're more elevated than Sam. they are. And so, if Hobbits are going, they should be they should be going too. They should get first dibs, right. shouldn't they? Yeah, he says, you know, instead of instead of throwing him out and clapping him with chains, <laughs> Elrond goes and rewards him for his cheek. You know, um, and it, it's uh, just it's just funny. funny the passion. That Pippin has, you know, yes, and, I, and it's it's really, I don't, I think he's saying that kind of like, I mean, he is sort of like, what? Are you kidding me? We we should be going too, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, he's probably glad that Sam is going. You know, if if he really yeah. could not go, I think he would be happy that that Sam is going with his friend because the yeah. friendship, you right. know, um, that's the whole piece that kind of gets. I mean, Frodo's Sam's master. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it is this piece of uh, not to jump way ahead, but it's something that Gandalf says it's. That um, maybe we should, you know, look to their friendship more than you know what wisdom, you know, what the wise would. How did I yeah. how he said that? But you know, it's yeah, more, friendship and loyalty over wisdom and strength, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or more important, or will prove more important. Yeah, and it's interesting too. It kind of mirrors also like how, you know, how Gandalf says that. It's also like how he said, you know, it, it's good that you don't go alone. Remember when he leaves the Shire and he, and Sam goes with him. Mm-hmm. And he says it's best not, you know, take take someone if you can. Right, mm-hmm. it would be better that you don't go alone. It's just it's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, Gandalf has this, you know, like we talked about his wisdom and his foresight. Yeah, right. It's unmatched. Right, it is. I it mean, is it, it's just unbelievable. So yeah. there's a reason that you know elves like Elrond go to him to seek counsel. Right, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he gets his. I think we always think of like Elrond as being, you know, like the most elevated, and Gandalf's going to. It's like there he sees Gandalf as a source of information and inspiration uh-huh. and and knowledge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very wise. I did think it was cool. So we're always talking about Frodo dreaming, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he we at the beginning here we talk about you know, um, he, well he's obviously like upset or you know whatever is thinking mm-hmm. like a reward to come with me. It's not a reward, yeah, Pippin. Right? No, no. And he says, you know, just yesterday I dreamed that my task was done and I could rest here a while, perhaps for good. Yeah. So we're seeing his conflict there. He's like, man, you know what? I thought I was done. Uh, whether it was a real dream he had at night, like all of his other prophetic dreams, yeah, or yeah. whether it was just him, you know, uh, daydreaming, but right. kind of interesting. He's Frodo's not real anxious to start this quest up again, and, and mm-hmm. he he knows that burden of the of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know, mm. but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so another thing that we kind of get here in the in, in in the beginning that's interesting is. Um, they talk about what what was surprising to Gandalf and what wasn't surprising, you know. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lane and I are trying to table talk there, and that was not going well. <laughs> you will never be my partner. I in don't U- read lips in, 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 in euchre. 
I do not read lips. Um, Don't but, even know what Eucharist. Okay, cool. Well, is that when you the that's um, the yeah. communion stuff? Exactly. Eucharist. Yep. Eucharist. Okay. Um, but no, Gandalf <laughs> is surprised, right? Or he's not. He's he's not surprised by by mm. anything except for mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Um, let's see. Was it Frodo's story that that caught him off guard? Is that what he says? Yeah. Um, right. My my. Yeah. Where does he say that though? I don't know. You're oh, right. Oh, you uh, yeah. You were wrong, said Gandalf. Um, you were inattentive. I had already heard of it, you know, from from Guahir. Uh, if you wanted to know, the only real yeah. eye opener, as you put it, uh, were you and Frodo. I was the only one um, that was, was not, not surprised. surprised. So okay. he's not surprised. But I think to that council, the stories of Bilbo and Frodo were mm-hmm. significant. Yeah. And actually, right. I think Elrond says that. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. That's right. So, but it's just more, you know, evidence that the, that the hobbits are. Oh, significant major players, you know, yeah. have a role to play. And underestimated. It's, it's, it's the time of the Shire folk. Underrated. That's right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So they send their scouts out and, and they're, they're looking, you know, paving the way there. Um, let's see. Yeah. And actually, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, uh, Aragorn goes with them. Yes. Right. He goes with Elra here and Eladin and they, they go out and, yeah, scouting to see exactly I mean, pretty much what happens is they go out and scout to see if there's any presence of the enemy. If the, if the Black Riders have returned, you know, if, 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 if Mordor's moving, if, you know, anything from is coming out of Isengard, and they don't really find anything, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really find anything. There's, there's, no, there's no sign of the Riders. There's no sign of movement. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I think... No uh, sign of Gollum, right? They were right. also looking for Gollum to see if he was out and about. Right. And, and one of the things is I think they want to move... Um, at the right time. At the right time, because it could it could just be taking time. Sure. For word to get back yeah. to Sauron. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. That, that things have happened. You know, uh, to the nine. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, anyways, the, oh, they start to talk about you know the 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 ring wraiths and whether they were destroyed or not, and and Gandalf yeah. gives us some more. We've we've talked about that. Um, I, th- yeah. I think a little bit, but you know, talking about how that they aren't, you know, and and the form that they take is a little different we hope that they were all unhorsed and unmasked and so for a while less dangerous but we must find out for certain and i think didn't gandalf reveal this to frodo before but not mary oh okay so maybe that's why he's going back and is okay. that right i think it, i think it is it could be yeah i can't totally remember yeah. but yeah just um, clarification there right yeah so let's see um for a while the hobbits continued to talk and think of the past journey of the perils that lay uh, ahead uh, but such was the virtue of the land of Rivendell yeah. that soon all fear and anxiety was lifted from their minds. And so they get this time to kind of just even relax mm-hmm. a little more. Relax. Yep. You know, um, and, and, and prepare. I bet Frodo you know? got to go explore the uh, that little piney woods that he wanted to check out. I bet he had time to do that. Yeah. Right. Health and hope grew strong in them, and they were content with each day as it came, taking pleasure in every meal and in every word and song. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, obviously is much needed, but, you know, from, from watching the films and from reading it previously, if you have before, that they're about to enter into something really dark. Uh, things aren't going to go very well. There's a lot of adversity ahead of them. And so, again, we talked about this as again and again, how we have this incredible challenge and then a little bit of rest. Mm-hmm. Another amazing step of our journey where we're challenged and there's a lot of adversity and then a rest. And so we're just getting another one of those rests right now. I don't know how anticipated it was. I think maybe... Maybe they were thinking that the council would meet and then it would be pretty quick because you heard that all this talk of, of Gandalf saying, I waited too long. Yep. I yep. took too long. It was my fault. We were in this bad position because right. of me. And so maybe that was that was part of it. But but they're getting a little bit of time to relax. Yeah, for sure they are. Two months. 
two months worth. Yep. Whew. And and actually, as the one, I thought an interesting piece is as the as the writers go out and the scouts and, and Elrond's sons and everyone. Yeah. Uh, they actually go to the house of Radagast. Yeah, that's right. Right. I had the underline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something that he he wasn't there. Not you there. Know? And I thought that was interesting. Very interesting. What's he doing? Where you is know? he? Where's he at? He's in my fellowship. That's where he is. <laughs> yes, he is. What uh, could I have found him? That's the only thing. Yeah. And as you'd already said, they, they find no sign. Uh, I love this. This is beautiful here, too. The, the hobbits had been there nearly two months in the House of Elrond, and November had gone by with the last shreds of autumn. Just a beautiful way to say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And December was passing. Just interesting to think about it. starting to get cooler. December is a pretty cold time to, to get started, but... That's that's what uh, fate would have. So mm-hmm. yeah, here's where I was thinking earlier. I, I just got to it where they talk about the nine and, and how many of them are accounted for. You know, eight out of the nine uh, are yeah. accounted for yeah. at least. Um, you know, but uh, they were looking for the bodies of the horses and, and things yeah, like that, trying to figure right. out you know who was left. So yeah, but all and right, I think, also Ganoff has a good point that they returned to Mordor. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. They went back to their master and they were empty. For sure. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so okay, now let's move on here a little bit. Uh, Elrond actually summons the hobbits to him. Um, the time has come. You know, if the ring is to set out, it must go soon. But those who go with it must not count on their errand uh, being aided by war or by force. Mm-hmm. So really, again, kind of a secrecy type of thing. You know, it's, it's, this is not going to be done in, in with, with a lot of help. Yeah. You think about that. It's, it's, it's a lot on these nine companions, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, they must pass into the domain of the enemy, far from aid. Do you still hold to your word, Frodo, that you will be the ring bearer? You know, uh, and he says, yeah. he, he says, I do, and I will go with Sam. Yeah, you know, giving him a chance to to make sure that he's really made his mind on that because it was his decision, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't asked to take the ring; he he volunteered. So making sure that he's still true to that. Um, I have the next couple paragraphs sort of highlighted. Do you care if I read them? Yeah, go for it. Uh, then I cannot help you much, not even with counsel, said Elrond. I can foresee very little of your road ahead, and how your task is to be achieved, I do not know. The shadow has crept now to the feet of the mountains and, and draws nigh even to the borders of the gray flood, and under the shadow all is dark to me. You will meet many foes, some open and some disguised, and you may find friends upon your way when you least look for it. I will send out messages such as I can contrive to those whom I know in the wide world. But so perilous are the lands now, so so perilous are the lands now become that some may well miscarry or come no quicker uh, than you yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will choose your companions to go with you as far as they will or fortune allows. The number must be few since your hope is in speed and secrecy. Had I, had I a host of elves and armor of the elder days, it would avail little save to arouse the power of Mordor. Yeah. It's just interesting. He sort of has, there's a little bit of prophecy there. He talks about, you know, You'll you'll meet uh, foes that you might not even expect. Right. Uh, you know the shadow is cropping, uh, um, um, closing uh, ever nearer, um, and then the promise that you know um, I'll send messages and I'll, I'll help I'll help out any way I can. Yeah. Uh, he does kind of foresee things that that that, will, that could happen to this yeah, company yeah. and go as go as far as you can. Yeah. You know, go for as long as you can, but trust in each other. Right. Um, we'll get to it here in a second, but. Even in the, in the bearing of the ring, yeah. he instructs Frodo to only trust in, you know, that fellowship the members within. If the he needs to, yeah. you know, um, you know, or uh, their counsel, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 wise, right, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so they go over the count as we mentioned, Legolas, Gimli. Uh, they go over those those folks. Frodo is most struck by Strider going. 
super happy that Strider is going with him. Yes, yeah, right. He reacts. You know? Doesn't. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Definitely. He's, he's super, uh, you know, happy about that. He would have begged him to go, but he thought that he was going, you know, to Ministereth. Yeah. And actually he is. Right. Uh, he's going with Boromir. Right. And that was cool. You know, he says that uh, he is basically taking the sword that was broken. He's reforging it. Right. And he is very much right there taking. Doesn't he yeah. take the sword with him? He takes the sword that was yeah. broken with him. Yeah, with him. You're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different than in the movie, Different right? Different than the movie. Yeah. So. yeah. Not as dramatic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it's pretty, way, way more meaningful, I think. So it's almost like he's going on this fellowship, but really it's it's to guide them as long as he can get to Minas Tirith, right? right. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of an interesting, um, It's that's a difference from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. So. so ultimately, it's like his quest and Frodo's quest, or they'll mirror each other. Until yes. that point. Until that point. You know, and, and they kind of do anyway, I guess, but it, the original intentions was for him to go until he got there, and then, boom, he's off to... Off to do his own thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting to think well, that it's different. Yeah. And that would have got him uh, pretty dang far if, if he could have kept going yeah. with him. But it, there's... Yeah, things Parting are at the black gate. Hey, you go this way. I go this way. See ya. See you later. Have fun over <laughs> Good there. Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Boromir goes with him, though. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going together. He calls him a valiant man, you know, to, uh, kind of talks Boromir yeah. up a little bit, which I yeah. think is, which is, is neat. Um, now, uh, let's see. They talk about the hobbits not really knowing what lies ahead. But right. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think, do any of them really understand mm. what lies ahead? I get the that. full extent of it. I get that Legolas and Gimli and those guys maybe have seen more or they've, they've, they've seen, uh, you know, a different parts of the Middle Earth. And mm-hmm. the Shire folk have lived in peace and mm-hmm. they don't know, you know... Uh, what's out there and maybe that's something that is helpful right you know um because they talk about how if pippin and mary knew you know th- they needed two more companions mm-hmm. if, if they knew it was what was coming right uh they wouldn't you know sign up for this or right. whatever and but frodo doesn't he you know Gandalf says well frodo doesn't either you yeah, know that's true. um elrond is actually suggesting two of his household perhaps even glorfindel uh you know to go with them yeah and you know pippin is not having any of that Decides that well, and you're right. Gandalf even says he says you're right. He says neither does Frodo, but he also says nor do any of us see clearly. There you go. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I mean, and and if anyone, I mean, they've been through a lot of a lot of garbage already. They've they've had encounters with nine of the most powerful, you know, uh, presences in Middle Earth at this time, the Ringwraiths. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've been there for that. Um, right. You yep. know, for for quite a while. So yeah, you're right. It, they're they're not they're not as uh, hmm. Ignorant as, as maybe we might think. You're right. Well, and, and he even says Gandalf is. It's it's amazing how how much um, he thinks about these hobbits because mm-hmm. he says that if they didn't go, th- this friendship. He realizes the friendship between these four, and they've actually yeah. endured quite a bit up yeah. to this point. And if they didn't go, they'd be ashamed. They'd always be wondering, or they'd be trying to go, or or, or whatnot. Now, the one yeah. thing I might disagree with Gandalf on here, he says, even have you ever said that before? I don't think I have. Ooh. But even if you choose. For us, an elf lord, such as Glorfindel, yeah. he could not storm the Dark Tower nor open the road to uh, the fire by the power that is that is in him. Ooh. I, don't, I don't think so. Glorfindel. I think he could. Yeah, yeah, I think he could. I think there's more uh, that Glorfindel could have done. But Did anyways. You know, uh, Glorfindel's brother he's in my is, fellowship, by the is way. Glorfind Mac. Didn't know that. Del and Mac. I gotcha. Anyways, um, <laughs> but, you know, he says... Now, we had someone mention in the group, I, I think, talking about, you know, how Elrond is speaking about Pippin and how, you know, he was more worried because uh, he's, he, he was okay with Mary, 
but then he was almost just sort of like ah for, you know pippin i i don't i don't know the, the younger took. one yeah yeah uh my heart something in my heart you know um how did he put that yeah it was against him going it was against him going yeah yeah and uh pippin, pippin has none says, of that he's gonna yeah send me home tied up in a sack i'll run otherwise after. otherwise i'll be there yeah yeah so um Okay, they get, they get about a week to to further rest up and get together, and then they're they're off. They have right to depart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of there's a reforging oh, of the sword, which is pretty neat. Can I read this part. Yeah, you, you read that because it's all you. The sword of Elendil was forged anew by Elvish smiths, and on its blade was traced a device of seven stars set between the crescent moon and the rayed sun, and about them was written many runes. For Aragorn, son of Arathorn, was going to war upon the marches of Mordor. Very bright was the sword. When it was made whole again, the light of the sun shone redly in it, and the light of the moon shone cold, and its edge was hard and keen, and Aragorn gave it a new name and called it Anduril, Flame of the West. So much cool stuff there. The light's back in it. Yep. And the you seven know. stars, you know, for the seven stars of, of, yep. of Gondor, uh, the sun and the moon, which were which were on there originally, and yep. yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow. Um, you know, and uh, they they, kinda, they explain what the hobbits are doing. They kind of stick together, right? Yeah. And in, in those last couple of days, they uh, they're in the hall of fire where we were. Remember, it was kind of yeah, sleepy in right. there, a yeah, lot of singing yeah, yeah. and storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, and they hear of the lay of uh, Baron and Luthien. Yeah. And the winning of the great jewel. Yeah. Uh, which is something you know, Baron and Luthien is the first thing that we're going to be doing uh, in July for yeah. our, for our Patreon series, and also so. a, a great quest and, and something very dangerous and a journey that they took to yeah. try and instead of get rid of something, try and claim something. Yeah, exactly. To save their love. Yep. So kind of interesting sort of parallel mm-hmm. slash knot there. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo's reading passages from his books. It's just a nice little time for them to yeah. kind of, I think it's, it's probably more, for like they're back in the Shire. Well, it's also, yeah, that and, and to be with Bilbo. Yeah. You know, um, last little bit of time to kind of spend with him and, and mm-hmm. things. So, um, and, and honestly, you know, well, here we go. I wonder if they even asked him some advice. You know, like, like what, what tips do you have for going on an, uh, on an adventure? I bet he just told him a I'm bit. Sure he I bet just he told just, him. Yeah, he was just telling. <laughs> well, if you're not going to ask, I'll tell you anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you, dude. No, 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 no. Um, we're getting to it here. On the morning of the last day, Frodo was alone with Bilbo. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty neat. This is when he it's gets beautiful. to present to him uh, Sting. Sting. You know, and also his his uh, Mithril. Yes. Chainmail shirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is which is pretty neat. Uh, has him and they keep it a secret you know he, he does he does wear it underneath his clothes yeah uh and, and i don't think anyone knows he has it we know that later no. right it's yeah. a big surprise yeah um so which is pretty cool and you know it's interesting are so by beautiful. the time yeah by the time you get to the point where that comes back into play the the, the mail uh you might have forgotten it yeah so it's actually a pretty good thing we, and we, it's only what a paragraph here yeah, yeah. It's, it's real, real quick. quick he wears it yep. you know but later on it's super important big time more to you know this hobbit that meets the eye yeah yeah uh, which is neat so uh, so yeah, I think that's about it there with, with, uh, you know, Bilbo, he's going to go with him eventually to say, uh, their, their, uh, goodbye and, and things, but he, uh, uh, what else? He sings a little song eventually. He does sing a little song. Yeah. It's kind of a sad song too. It is. It's a little sad, but it's also kind of, you know, it, it almost puts me in like, like when I think about, um, the that song. Time, oh, well, in the time of year. Time of year. Yeah, because it is very reflective and contemplative. Yeah, and, yeah. it's it's almost as and he actually he sings the song after he's done talking to Frodo and giving them he the, these gifts and things, and it's almost as if this is what Bilbo's going to be doing. 
You're right. Yeah. It's just what by the fire is, and thinking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is exactly what yeah. he's going to be kind of doing. It's his new role in, in, in this adventure going forward. Yeah. He's, he's be, not an active player. He's sitting there and just wondering. Yeah. Wondering. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's waiting for listening for returning feet, you know, and voices at the door. Yeah. And I think that's just really neat. So, uh, yeah, it really is. I guess we'll sing it a little bit. I sit beside the fire and think of all that, that I have seen. Of metal flowers and butterflies in summer that, that have been. been. Of yellow leaves and gossamer in autumn that there were. With morning mist and silver sun and wind upon, upon my hair. hair. I sit beside the fire and think of how the world will, will be. For still there are so many things that I have, have never seen. seen. In every wood, in every spring, there is a, a different, different green. I sit beside the fire and think of people long, long ago. And people who will see a world that I shall, shall never know. But all the while I sit and think of times there were before. I listen for returning feet. And voices at the door. What do you think? Boom. That's okay. Well done, man. Right. That's your best rendition yet, I should say. No, I think I could have done Could have done a little better. Not but, sure about uh, that. We'll, we'll need some, again. You kind of channeled your inner Bilbo voice there. Well, anybody who wants to to, to record some songs and send them in, I we're waiting, guys. Actually, I mean, we're ready I'm, for you. Here's the thing: if people will record those before uh, the chapter comes up, we'll play them. In the chat, like, you know. Yes, we in will. place of yes, we will. our own singing. Our own. So, yeah. just throwing it out there for you Album guys. Album coming uh, fall of this year, so just get ready for it. <laughs> uh, so, okay, it's uh, it's time for them to, you know, um, to, you know, gear get off. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in secrecy, take off. Let's get them out of here. They go over what everyone, you know, wears, which mm-hmm. is kind of neat, but at the same time, it's the, the, big, the biggest thing is that Boromir blows his horn. Yep. You know, on their way out and, and says he won't go as a thief into the night yeah. type of thing. Oh, so, and he's so proud of that, too. And they took little gear of war, right? So you think about that. Their their hope isn't in exactly. uh, battle. It's in yeah. the secrecy. I do have to wear... I, I do have to read what Aragorn is wearing real quick. Aragorn had Andoril, but no other weapon. And he went forth clad only in rusty green and brown as a ranger of the wilderness. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite colors. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and so that's that's pretty neat. Yep, you know, so they're they, off. They take. Uh, they also mentioned Bill. Uh, pretty neat that uh, the rela- right. relationship, right, between yeah. uh, you, you like this a lot, and so do I. Uh, between Bill and, uh, and and Sam, Sam especially. Yeah, he's like it's it, it's he as really if, is like the tenth member. He of is, the fellowship. He is. It's it's yeah. as if uh, Bill can talk. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> One pony to rule them all, mm-hmm. as Katie says. Yeah. That's right. Um. So they're saying their farewells, right? You know, uh, those were said in the Great Hall um, by the fire. And now they're only waiting for Gandalf. And Gandalf is talking with um, uh, with Elrond, right? Mm. For a little while there. Mm. And I think there for a time, too, uh, we kind of glossed over it in the beginning. But um, Aragorn and Gandalf are also together, thick as thieves, walking around. Yeah. Trying, we'll see later on, they're, they're actually debating uh, the way in which they should go, their That's course. Right. They're, they're kind of That's plotting right. a course. Which is something that gets kind of lost. We were talking about this before the, the episode. It kind of gets lost in the movies. It's more kind of like Gandalf is the one who's the sole leader. But we talked about how this is 
it's almost not that's not as true to mm-hmm. the nature of Gandalf. You know what happens in the in the book really is he's yeah. he's an advisor. He's there to mm-hmm. give wisdom and to give direction, but not necessarily to lead. Yeah, solely. And so really, it's it's Aragorn who who has he he kind of yields to Aragorn. And I think in the movies yeah. we always, we always think of it as Aragorn or everyone else pretty much yielding to Gandalf and mm-hmm. it's very different here. So it is, it is it's different. It's it's a quest of it's it's a it's a quest to redeem the uh any redeeming qualities of men. Yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. to save mankind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. And so well, and, and you know one of the things we'll get to it later but the path in which they choose um I, I think Gandalf had a different idea as to the way in which they should go and Aragorn yep has another idea of his own and, and Gandalf once it doesn't work out it kind of says to him like hey uh, you want to reconsider yeah, now yeah, like, yeah. You know, is you know, now the time to head not, back and, right. and he really is not being I don't think you know um, no he's not being an ass no he's he's actually just sort of like trying to help us there is a couple ways to go and, right. and they have to he's almost like that conscience too you know? yeah he's like that conscience voice almost that you're yeah, yeah. so they say their farewells uh, uh, I like what Sam says to Bill the pony he says Bill my lad uh, you oughtn't to have took up with us. You could have stayed here and ate the best hay till the new grass comes. Yeah. And he just swishes his tail and says nothing. He's yeah. he's ready to go. Um, it said he was the only member of the company that did not seem depressed. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. to, compared to where he came from, I guess going right into Mordor is better than being well, with Bill Fernie. Yeah, his his time in, in, in Rivendell did uh, wonders yeah, it did. for him. So yeah, it revived him. Yeah. But now, what what is the one thing that Sam forgets? You know? He's been packing. He's been packing. You know, oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, rope. His rope. That's right. You know. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. Dang it. You know, a bit of rope. Oh, you said you'd need it, and I, now you want it. Ah. Well, I, I also like too that he that he packs all the stuff that he thinks his master forgot to pack. Yeah, you and know? forgets the one thing. He's that... like, he's like, oh, wait, wait, he only want this, <laughs> you know. And right. when he when he goes to searching for it, oh, Mister Frodo, I packed it for you, yeah. you know, type yep. of thing. So, um, okay, so they're getting ready. Um, uh, Elrond kind of says to them, I think it's kind of neat here. He says, this is my last word. Uh, the ring bearer is setting out on the uh, quest of Mount Doom. On him alone is any charge laid, neither to cast away the ring nor to deliver it to any servant of the enemy, nor indeed to let any handle it, save members of the company and the council, and only in the gravest need. Uh, so he kind of gives that charge one more time there, and uh, he has a little back and forth with, with Gimli. And then Bilbo basically says, you know... Um, Good luck, you know. And he kind of he. I love how, how many times has he told Frodo, Frodo, my lad, you know, yeah. uh, don't forget to take, you know, yeah, do some writing, uh, you know, a diary or a, a yeah. you know, some some journaling, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. gonna need it for the book or don't That's forget, right. don't forget, you know. And yeah. it's neat because Bilbo says it so much in the first leg of this of this journey. Um, you're gonna hear some winds blowing, and you're gonna hear. You know, um, that's all actually that Frodo can kind of remember. Yeah, from that, you know? you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Also, so, a cool point we talked about too is that you know the the charge is laid on Frodo, yeah, not on um, any that go with him. You know, they right. go with him as long right. as they can, but there's no expectation for them to stay. You know, yeah, longer than they will. Nope. So that's it's kind of interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, so we've said our farewells. Elrond's household standing there too, saying saying goodbye, and uh, yeah. uh, we're ready to take off. You know, silent and mournful, no music. Yeah. No laughter. Nope. They actually, uh, they're heading on down. They take one last glance at the last homely house twinkling yeah. below them, uh, and they strode away far into the night. And, you know, actually, they do go under cover of night most of the time. You know, they, they do. Actually, 
Uh, it's one of the th- it's the opposite of what really they were doing when the when the nine you know were pursuing them. Um, True. And it's just because they yeah. don't they don't want to be seen. Yeah. Um, even though there's power, you know, I, I think I think the Dark Lord and the Nine have extra powers. It seems like at night, you yeah. know, you know, and that's mm. kind of more risky. But at the same time, it's a, r- a risk they're willing to take. They have to travel that way until they're far enough away from Rivendell that they can then travel during the day. Right, because they've been tracked to Rivendell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I as I like to think that they're on their way to start a podcast. Mm. Sure, they are. I mean. <laughs> Why else would they be going? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I yeah. think it's it's high time that we start our own. Yeah. But you know, we... Let's do it. Gotta get the name just right. True. True. Um, do you have any ideas? Yeah, I got one for you. Maybe um, Chase McKinney's Fortnite Pod podcast. Oh, I like <laughs> that. I like that it's obviously Chase's idea on the Pod podcast. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Don't forget the snuffing podcast what <laughs> gandalf has a snuff of air in this chapter are you kidding me and so maybe we sniff you know sniff it snuff it whatever oh my kind gosh. of thing well, there's oh one my sniff gosh. snuff sniff sniff snuff <laughs> coming to you soon <laughs> oh man anything else yeah maybe like a a plague and a nuisance Ooh, it's a catchy a lot of sayings in this chapter yeah. plague and a nuisance how about uh between fire and death podcast could do <sighs> no there have been whispers of death metal on the Facebook group and oh page or whatever. Maybe we go between fire and death metal. <laughs> what do you think? That'd be radical. That would be radical. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there, my Getting friend. closer, right? Yeah, maybe one day we'll yeah. get her going. Yeah. All right. So, let's see. They get that wind. We get that wind kind of, uh, you know, lapping up that they, that they encounter. Um, they head southwards, right? You know, they went on this, this narrow path. They're actually going up a long... Uh, southward of the Misty Mountains. That's right. And I think this is interesting. Remember, when you're heading south, um, and if you, if you want to look at a map, it might help, the mountains seem to kind of, as they jut out, keep taking them uh, westward. Mm-hmm. And they almost have to kind of fight back. In, they they want to stay as close as they can to that. It's a narrow path. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that they chose this way because not many... They didn't want to go on the other side of the mountain pass. Maybe they could have passed it over, you know, through the range easier here in Rivendell. There was probably easier ways to get across, but then they would have been, you know, uh, east of the Misty Mountains and going down the east side might have been spotted by the enemy. Sure. You know, so they're kind of using that, the, the, the range as cover, you know, to go as far to south as they south. can. And also too, if you think about, oh my gosh, I'm going to pull up a map though. I'm pretty sure Pretty much straight across, right, is the mm-hmm. area of Mirkwood. Yeah. And, you know, there's an ancient power that's mm-hmm. that's been there before. So it would sure. take them too yep. close to that as well. That's right. That's right. Um, yep. They, they got to be careful where they head because they don't know. Uh, well, and, and yeah. actually, the, well, the enemy we, we learned earlier is is kind of surrounding Dale as well, too. So as they go south of True. the Misty, yeah, or as uh, uh, Mirkwood, yeah. you know, they, 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 they run into some of, uh, even near the Lonely Mountain, and, uh, and and Dale, they've got enemies on the east of them, is what they said earlier. Yeah, yeah. But still, they're worried about more coming up from the south. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, if you think about it, too, um, when Gollum was held, he was in Mirkwood. Yes. And there was an orc raid that overpowered the elves. Right. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, they, they don't want to, yeah. 
They want to steer. You're right. Steer clear. Get as far south as they can. But now they have that threat of Saruman. Who's due south? Exactly. I mean, you'd feel hemmed in on every side, man. It, it is a that's, that's the road in which they take the path that they consider is it's very important. It, yeah, to pick the right way. And you can see now why Gandalf was saying, "I've waited too long." Mm-hmm. You know, more roads are now closed than they than yes. they had been, and so you're really starting to see what he meant by that, and and kind of his fears there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Woo. On so, that note, yeah. Uh, so so Gandalf walks out in front, um, and and I think he's up there with Aragorn. They're kind of leading the way. Legolas and his keen eyes are back there taking the rear guard. That's right. You know. Um, so uh, let's see. They, they they seldom felt warm, mm-hmm. right? As the, as they're going, uh, they slept uneasily during the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, they were in, in some of the hollow of the land or hidden under the tangled thorn uh, bushes. You know, they grew in the thicket. It's just uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, it was cold and cheerless as a rule. Yeah. So they could seldom risk, you know, lighting a fire. Um, in the evening, they went on always nearly southward as they could find that the hobbits, uh, it's funny later on, they get a little confused, right? They're like, cause yeah. they do tend to bend back westward. That's just because of the foothills and then the way in which they had to yeah. kind of cut back, you know, uh, westward and stuff. And when they get to Caradhras, like it's so big that it, they do have to kind of maneuver, yeah, you know, either, right. either around it or they have to go up over it. Their but, view changes. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get to a place though. And Lane, you can help me out with this. Um, Think about when the weather changed. Yeah, well, the weather changed. Is that was that when they were in Holland? Yeah, leading up to that. It, it oh, leading out, up to that. Been yeah. out about a fortnight, and the weather changed. But it may have lasted into I, I don't totally yeah, remember. Wind, Let me see real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the wind suddenly the, the wind suddenly fell, and then uh, veered around to the south. Because um, there's a piece here where I wanted to, I wanted to, I didn't oh, know if yeah, I highlighted yeah. it, but where Frodo. Um, Actually, that's all he thinks he can remember. He thinks back to Bilbo. <laughs> yeah. Sharing with his he, instructions. Yeah, his instructions. Yeah. All he can remember from the first little bit of their of their journey is that it was just windy. <laughs> so, anyways. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So um, okay, let's let's read on here a little bit more, though. Um Ganoff stood at Frodo's side and looked out under his hand. We have done well, he said. We've reached the borders of the country that the men called Holland. Many elves lived here. So just before that is where I was talking that they, there's this, it's kind of an un, they don't really talk about what happened or how long right. it, it they, what do you say, a fortnight or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a couple weeks. That they've been going. Yep. And uh, there's not much to remember. So I think we're going to breeze right on through it. Yeah. And it was, this, this land is kind of ruined, right? They can see all these, all these um, remnants of, of like old stone, right? Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. this area. And, I, I thought that that name in looked familiar. Yeah. In Holland. Yeah. In Holland, that that name looked familiar. Yeah. And actually, um, Eregion was populated by Noldor and for a while was ruled by Gladriel and Celeborn. Yeah. So, and it was, there was, it was a power in the second age and has a lot of history there too. So yeah. also we're seeing kind of like the remnants of this, of the, uh, uh, this presence there. Again, just an allusion back to his. Wow. Yeah. Now that his, makes a lot backstory. of sense. I didn't, I didn't realize that because that's actually why I lit, like, uh, Legolas says that these that the elves that were in this land were were kind of foreign to him. Yeah, you know, and they had actually yeah. left left air quote many of them. I maybe not, uh, you know, um, some of them had obviously stayed. You know, right? But uh, yeah, they they left for the uh, for the, the havens. havens. That's you right. know, so yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see though. But I think one of the reasons why Gandalf is okay to kind of settle and chill out here in Holland for a little bit is because of the elves. It would take a great amount of evil to really 
undo this place and to make yeah. it unwhole, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so he feels, does, he, does he talk about the remnant powers too? Uh, yeah. Does he talk about that or am I totally? No, he, do, he, do, he mentions, I don't know if he calls it remnant powers, but he, just the, the yeah, impression. Just like the, the vibes, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's an area that had a lot of positive uh, elven presence before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think where that's at. But we'll get to it. Um, so, yeah, they, they they rest here for a little bit, and, and Gimli starts to kind of lay, lay the land for him, doesn't he? He kind of looks yeah. on ahead. He says, you know, I need no map. This is where Pippin is kind of saying, you know, <laughs> for, Gandalf like kind of scolds him and says, you know, have you ever looked at a map? You know, like, did you look at any maps when we were in, El, when in El, El, Elrond's house? Where he's like, no, it's more Frodo's thing. That's Frodo's yeah. thing, you know? That's right. That's um, right, he did. You know, but uh, Gimli doesn't need a map. Yeah. And, uh, and he starts to kind of... Uh, describe this land. He describes the three mountains that they see, right? Um, yeah, Baraz, Zirak, and Shathor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the land where our fathers worked of old, um, and, and we and we wrought the images of those mountains into many works of metal and stone and into Man. many songs and tales. They stand tall in our dreams. How cool so, is that? Yeah, I don't think he'd ever yeah. seen this. Does it say? He, oh, he says, only once before yeah. I have seen them uh, from afar in walking life, right? So, so he knows their names, um, you know, and he kind of talks about, whew, he goes into some, some ancient uh, <laughs> yeah. Dorvish, you know. Uh, Khazad-dum and Dwaro Delf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, which is now called the Black Pit. Yeah. Moria and the Elvish Tongue. Yonder stands. Barazanbar. There you go. The uh, Red Horn. The Red Horn. Caradris. Mm-hmm. And beyond him, his uh, Silvertine and Cloudy Head. Colubdil yeah. the White. Whoa, Fanuidhol, the Gray, mm-hmm. and we call him Zaraxigil and Boondashathor. So he's giving the Elvish and the Dwarvish. Thing. Yeah, he kind of he kind of lists all the different names by which they could be called, which is interesting, you know, right? I mean, that's things. I don't I don't know if that's like done out of respect to the Elves as well. The fact that they have because it's just interesting that a, a dwarf would also also use Elvish, isn't it? Well, I think it's just more so for understanding. <sighs> Got it. So that they all understand where they're at. Um, Got it. And it's, it's, it's Caradris that is what they're going to, yeah. that's, that's, a, they're going to have to go through and yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one that it's called, what does he call it? It's a uh, cruel. I mean, it's almost that it, uh, yeah, he kind of talks about how it's not necessarily almost that it has a, a spirit or a, a mind of its own. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like um, the mountain itself is a, yeah, an evil spirit, a person, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was trying to find, I know Pippin says something here about, or somebody mentions the harshness of, of, of the dwarf, uh, tongue. Do you see that anywhere? Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Maybe I'm making that up. Um, I know for sure. Somebody makes a comment on Kimley's on, on the words and the language, which he uses. Um, so anyways, let's move on though a little bit here. You move on. I'll look for it. All right. Uh, that is true, said Legolas. But the elves of this land were a race. Oh, let's back up a little bit. Um, to the end of this, uh, to the end of the journey, in the end, said Gandalf. We cannot look too far ahead. So they're asking about the path that's laid and which the the route in which they'll take. Um, and they talk about you know um, where they need to go. And uh, he he kind of just. He doesn't want to tell them, mm-hmm. I think, exactly where everything is going to lead. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, take it day by day is really... And do you think he even really knows? Well, he might not, but it's, you know, he's... I think he... I think the path in which he had discussed with Aragorn is dark. And it does take them through Moria. Yeah. 
And so he doesn't really want so to wonder discuss. Or part that. of it's too because they can't even necessarily agree. Well, that you're going right. to have differences, yeah. and they're they're not really. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And, and maybe he even foresees that you know he might not not always be with them. Yeah. So if 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 there's an idea he has and he's not around, he doesn't know what how how they'll be led. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good point, though. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and he he talks about this this area Holland again. He says, you know that uh, that the air there is kind of wholesome. He calls it wholesome air. Mm, yeah. You know, much evil must befall a country before it is before it wholly forgets the elves if once they have dwelt there. And, and this yeah. is where I said earlier that Legolas says that's true. But the elves of this land were of a race strange to us, um, of the Sylvan folk, and the trees and the grass do not now remember them. So yeah. uh, I only hear the stones lament them. You know, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, which is which is neat. The so stones, they sought know. the havens long ago. Um, now they, uh, while they're here, they don't stay in Holland very long, do mm, they? No. You know, because I think they take a little time and just kind of kind of breeze through some of this here. But they they settle down. They have a fire. I think a, a small fire didn't have, it does not make a lot of smoke. That was that was something that I thought was interesting. Yeah. You can't make a lot of black smoke. Um, and. Everyone is kind of taking watch. They're kind of uh, taking turns or whatever. They're they're chilling out. I think Gandalf actually says they could stay there for a whole night and then like another yeah. day or something. Yeah. And Pippin was looking forward to like a good hearty meal, yeah. a warm meal yeah, the next yeah, day. Yeah. And that gets kind of cut short. Because of um, something Aragorn kind of senses. Yeah, senses and, and, and yeah. sees. You know, because he's on lookout, right? Um, yeah, he's talking about, um, you know, Mary asks if he, if he misses the east wind. You know, what's the matter? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. He says, I miss, uh, he said, no, indeed. He answered, but I miss something. I have been in this, in the country of Holland in many seasons. No folk, uh, dwell here now, but many other creatures live here at all times, especially birds. Yet now all things, but you are silent. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Yeah. There's yeah. no sound for miles about us. And your voice seems to make the ground echo. Mm-hmm. I do not understand it. So this is something that's got him really vexed. I, I can't remember where, but they talk about later. Paying attention I, to a ranger. That, but also, <laughs> I think, is it when Sam's sitting with him and Sam yeah. even notices it? He's like, holy crap. Like, the very breathing of, I think everyone else is asleep, right? Yeah. No and other, their very breath sounds like yeah. it's shaking the ground. Yeah, that's coming up right next. You know, right yeah. before that, they Gandalf just says, yeah, when you bring a ranger with you, make sure you pay close attention <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, especially when that ranger is Aragorn. Yeah, you know? yeah that's right. <laughs> so, stop talking, etc. And then you're right. Sam takes, um, yeah, okay. you know, the... Uh, the first watch so it was it was his watch but then aragorn actually joins him and it's interesting here when you visit arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate but nothing beats the moment you see the grand canyon for the very first time Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right. That's right. And I have save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details here and this is i think this is a cool pairing we don't often see i don't know if we ever see it in the films a little bit maybe mm-hmm. just aragorn and sam kind of interactions yep. but like what yep. a cool thing to explore here but he talks about you know no noises i think he even mentions how the the sky has cleared to clear blue and there's no clouds and i just thought i was reading this and i'm thinking wow they're totally exposed mm-hmm. yeah totally in the open yeah which is almost exactly where they you know, obviously didn't want to be and now we're now we're concerned about like birds yeah and mm-hmm. beasts right right that might be spies and if there's no clouds there's no cover you're in a tight spot mm-hmm. yep yeah yeah and, that, and you're exactly right so uh, at one point they they since they don't see any clouds they see this black sort of like ma- you know mass moving towards them yeah. and that's when aragorn says lie flat still yeah you know uh, pulling sam down you know into the shade of a holly bush yeah and they basically you know they see this regiment of birds um, that had broken away from the man from the main host, and they came flying low. You know, it was just sort of, uh, you know. I'm not gonna let you get my phone. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it maybe sounded a little bit like that. That might have sounded something. What like do you think? That? I think yeah. that was Aragorn talking to Sam at she first, had a and then bird just those sound in there at the end, didn't those crows just yeah. coming in on him, man. That was pretty good. I forgot you had that. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Gosh, that's hilarious. She was keeping us entertained earlier, oh, and she, she literally just started. She's been doing this chirping thing lately, yeah, where she just sounds like a, like a crow, like, like a little a baby crow yeah. chirping. And I was like, "Dude, we got to re- record that for the crabine." Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. So, because so, that is probably what maybe they did. They they did make. Um, you know, actually, they were st- there. There was like as they get right overhead. I think it. There is like a a one that makes this like. Caw, yeah, this, you're like, right. There was just like, one. this caw noise or yes. whatever at them. Yeah. Um. But uh, they, they 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 hit the ground and they they're flying overhead and they can. Aragorn senses that they're not just. It was two things, right? They either either these birds were moving from something that had uh, like a war. Or something that had stirred them, or, or an evil power that they were that they were fleeing from, or they were spying. Yeah. And he sees that they're kind of splitting off and doing different things. They're not staying together. Yeah. Um, and that would be an indication that I think that you know they're looking for something. Yeah. They fly right over them. Yep. What are the odds of that? 
Right, exactly. You know? So, uh, yeah, they, they do that. Now, they talk about this red horn gate and that being the way in which that they're trying to make towards. Yeah. Uh, that, that Gandalf is, is, is uh, directing them. So, um, and so Gandalf just sort of says, you know, it's, it's, there's no time to waste now that, now that, that the birds have been overhead. They can't take that long, um, you know, longer break the next day. They need to get up and go. Yeah. So they, they, make, they make for the red horn gate uh, and move on. Uh, and this is where Hugh said, you know, one of our podcast names. Uh, well, if that isn't a plague and a nuisance, you know. And then I like—I actually like this part a lot. You know, Pippin says the news: no fire, and move again by night had been broken to him as soon as he woke in the late afternoon, all because of a pack of crows. <laughs> and I had to look forward to a real good meal tonight, something hot, you know. Yeah, they kind of mentioned too how their 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 meals had been cold and not very—I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly how they described it, but not real hobbity. I guess, and so they're, you know, as hobbits, they they need that uh, that void filled, and and it's it's left empty right now. Mm-hmm. So that's got them a little weakened, got them a little, you know, frustrated, a little on edge, right? If a hobbit doesn't get his meals, then he's not quite himself. So mm-hmm. so yeah, Pippin's, uh, you know, truly lamenting this. Yeah, this news. Yeah. Right, right, right. So at dusk, you know, the company sets out, uh, turning now half east. They steer their course towards Caradhras, uh, which far. Uh, away still still glowed faintly red uh, in the last light of the vanishing sun. Uh, one thing that I noticed along their way, Lane, they they it's still the the wind is blowing and they've got this cold you know kind of like mm-hmm. chill. And as they start to work up this mountain, um, they're going to encounter some weather that's that's pretty harsh. Yeah, they are. But there's this um, Frodo looked up at the sky, and uh, suddenly he saw or felt a shadow pass over the high stars. Yeah, what if, was this? I don't know. That's what I was going to ask you. You know, and maybe our listeners can help us out a little bit. Um, so, okay, so let me okay, just read I had it a thought that just came to me. Go ahead and read it. So, it was the cold, chill hour before the first stir of dawn, um, and the moon was low. Frodo looked up at the sky. Suddenly he saw or felt a shadow pass over the high stars as if for a moment they faded and then flashed out again. He shivered. So, the, the thing that's just coming to my head right now, since we talked about it, and we talked about the, the ringwraiths, the nine being driven driven back to their master. Yeah. Is that maybe what this is? They're shadowless and formless. But it says it's shadow. I don't know. So maybe, maybe that, is that what that is? I mean, it's too early for the fell beasts, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would that be, man? I don't know. Because he actually does ask Gandalf. And he says, you know, that he didn't see anything. But no, I felt it, whatever it was. And Aragorn too, right? Yeah. It may be nothing. Only a wisp of thin cloud. Um, is it Krebine, maybe? Maybe more of them flying yes, over. Maybe. And, yeah. Right. It was moving know. fast um, and not with the wind. So yeah. going against it. So as you said, it could be a spirit of some kind. Um, maybe one of the nine returning to Mordor. Maybe. I don't know, man. I, that's, I, that's I don't bizarre. Know. I don't know. I would and like to hear more speculation on it. Yeah. What, so, what, is, what is that shadow? Yeah. They, they talk. I mean, it's, it's cool. To, I, I love pointing this out every once in a while because I, I'm so obsessed, with, especially with this movie. This movie is my favorite. How some of these lines are taken out and given this whole sequence is, is much different in the films mm-hmm. um you know it's actually um legolas that spots them at a distance they're not resting mm-hmm. they're just kind of hanging out and eating and yeah. playing yep yep and uh you know it's Gimli that just says it's nothing it's just a thin wisp of clouds but here it's talking about you know something totally different yes, at a different yes. time for a different character it's just amazing how they just on a second just kind of talking about the films for a second how they took how they took lines out of context made yeah. them work and because they included 
stuff from the books it worked for for fans as a whole yeah and they mm-hmm. thought you know what that honors the spirit that that it's close enough yeah it, it's yeah. a good secondary use if they can't make it exactly how the how the books well, have it happen and I'm, I'm satisfied with it can i say i mean i think one of the reasons they might have done that is you give legolas and gimli and some of these guys a little bit more yeah, more more screen time especially I guess. in the fellowship you You're know right. until they get to the point where they kind of split off you know? you're right and it plays the strength that we talk about earlier is is legolas's eyesight mm-hmm. yep. his keen eyesight and that's why he's in the back he's looking looking out for everything from all sides and so yeah that's a good point yeah yep so now uh it gets chilly again doesn't it it gets chilly and and Damn on that on december the, yeah on the third morning of uh uh Caradris rose before them a mighty peak tipped with snow like silver so they're making over that it has like it has these like uh sheer naked sides Dull yeah. red as if stained with blood, right? So, um, you know, Man, can't you daunting, that? you know, how, yeah. how are you going to get, how are you going to get around that or get, get up and over top of that? You know, they're trying to stay as close to it as they can. They actually are going to go over the mountain, you know? Yep. Um, and then as you yep. said, Gandalf snuffed the air and looked back. <laughs> he did. Don't forget um, the snuffing. Don't forget the snuffing. Nicole, don't forget the snuffing. Yeah. He All has right, a convert. Yeah. He has a conversation with Aragorn that I think is, is interesting. Yeah. Um, this is where we had talked earlier about their disagreement. He says, winter deepens behind us. He said, he, he said quietly to Aragorn, the heights away north are whiter uh, than they were. Snow is, li- is, is lying mm. far down their shoulders. Yeah. Tonight we shall be on our way high up towards the Redhorn Gate. Uh, we may well be seen by watchers on the narrow path and waylaid by some evil, but the weather may prove more deadly, a more deadly enemy than any. Uh, what do you think of your course now? And so Frodo is actually overhearing this little back and forth, and Aragorn answers, I think no good of our course from beginning to end, as you know, Gandalf, and perils known and unknown will grow as we go on, but we must go on, and it is no good our delaying the passage of the mountain. Further south, there are no passes uh, till they come to the gap of Rohan. I do not trust that way since the news uh, that came from Saruman. Who knows which side now uh, the marshals of the horse lords serve? Yeah. So that's why he doesn't necessarily want to just swing on down straight south, you know. Um, and who said this again? This is Aragorn. Aragorn who said yeah. this. And it's interesting because he's actually taking news that Gandalf kind of gave him, right? Yes, he is. When he went back to Edoras and he found that, or who? who no, no, no. It wasn't him. Who, no, because they they learn. Um, but who gives him that information at the council that the, that they're that they're give they're um, paying tribute of horses to Mordor? I can't remember. Uh, the eagle. Um, Gwyer says Gwyer. that. That's right. Yes, he says that. Gwyer. So anyway, the information that's passed to him, and that yep. he takes that very seriously. And he actually, remember, at the council, he was the first one to say, that saddens me. Yes. You know, I'm, 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 I'm really sad to hear that, that, that Rohan and, and Edoras specifically are, are aiding. Yeah. You know, I, I almost imagine that Gwyer from the sky might have seen things that would indicate that they were feigning that type of, of support or tribute, but then deceiving perhaps Saruman in mm. some way. I, I thought that, you know what I mean? Like Maybe. what would cause him who he's, he's in the air. He sees all of these things, yeah. you know, but then Boromir is the one who says that is not their nature. They love their horses more than they love. Or is that just Boromir not knowing and wanting to be, Optimistic. wanting to defend the South? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, could, maybe. Just, it could be. Um, no, but you're right. Maybe it was. I honestly don't remember. I actually or... think, I actually think it's addressed later. I actually yeah, think they probably. talk about it, and I, I I just don't remember what happens. So, so you want a little cool history on the Redhorn? Yes, gate. Yes, because I, I just do. looked this up. I, I wanted to, I wanted to see if there was any kind of background on it, and it's very important. Cool. Uh, it's where uh, Calebrian, the wife of a of Elrond, was captured by orcs. Jeez. Okay, 
It's also this is very interesting because we've got we've got you know four hobbits in our fellowship and we're migrating towards doom, mm-hmm. right? We're moving yeah. towards this, yeah. the end of this. This is actually the past that hobbits migrating from Gladden Fields into Eriador. So when they went and went into the Shire, this is the past that they used. No kidding. How cool is that? That is cool. Just out of curiosity, I was like, I, we should see if there's a little bit of history there because we, you know, Absolutely. Red Horn Gate, Red Horn Gate, Red Horn Gate, and there's some, yeah, there's some stuff there. I didn't even think to look that so one it's up. It's kind of interesting. Kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's neat. Well, you know, that's the thing. Isn't that the thing about Middle Earth, man? You could pick any one thing. Yeah. And look it up, and there's there's going to be a history on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah, why it's so yeah. believable and, and awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, super cool. Uh, so they continue their little back and forth or whatever, and. Uh, you know, Gandalf kind of says, who knows, you know, um, yeah. but there is another way and not by the pass of Caradhras, the dark and secret way yeah. that we have spoken of. But let us not speak of it again. Not yet. Say nothing to the others. I beg not until it is plain that there is no other way. Yeah. And so they have a backup plan. They got a plan B yeah. or C or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And let's just stay the course, see how this goes. Yeah. And, uh, you know. We, so. we were talking before too, and it's it's probably fitting to do this right here. How this role is kind of flip flopped in the films, absolutely right. And I guess it's it's later on, but when we come to the point of kind of um, the point of turning back in the in mm-hmm. the mountain pass, it's Gandalf who says, you know, no, we can't we can't turn back. We've got to keep going. Um, and it's Aragorn who said, you know, we've we've got to go. We've got to turn around. We got to head back down the mountain. And here, it's we see it in the, in the books. It's much, much more, much, much different. Aragorn wants to take that mountain pass. Yes. Gandalf is the one saying, you know, maybe we should turn back. Right. Maybe right. we should take that other route. Maybe this isn't the safest way mm-hmm. to go. For sure. So, For sure. Kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, going forward here, the the main piece that really sticks out is what's well, this? Is this, this, this decision? It's this conversation. Yeah. Which way to go? Yeah. Um, and and so. They are, they're going to make their way up Caradhras. Yeah. And, and as they do, they get some, some good advice from, um, from Boromir just to bring some wood. Yeah. Talking about to you know, bundle up. It's going to be cold. That's true. That's a, that's a good thing that they listen to his Yeah, it, it does yeah, his desire there. give them a little bit of you know, um, warmth as they get yeah. up in this. Because basically, they're hit with a blizzard as they yep. go up. And one thing that Gandalf says that's interesting is that, or maybe it might have even been Aragorn, they talk about how this is, um, ab- it's almost like, more than they had ever experienced or expected. Yeah, this is hitting magical, harder and faster. Snow. Yeah, yeah. Than, than what they had ever really realized. Yeah. So, um, but uh, they set out again with uh, good speed at first. Um, the way became steep and difficult. Twisting and climbing road had uh, had many places almost disappeared. So this is not an easy path to kind of find. Uh, but by midnight, yeah. they had climbed to the knees of the great mountain. The narrow path now uh, wound under sheer wall of cliff to the left above which the grim flanks of Caradhras uh, towered up, invisible in the gloom. Wow. On the right was a gulf of darkness where the land fell suddenly into a deep ravine. Jeez, man. So they're getting up there, man. And um, it's, just, it's just only getting more perilous. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. You, you got, you've got gloom from uh, Blizzard ahead of you, and you've mm-hmm, got yep. a fall into the abyss just to the other side of you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and a neat little, neat little pit, uh, piece here we have to mention is that uh, Sam, I love this, um, snow's all right on a fine morning, but I like it to. Uh, but I like to be in bed while it's falling. Yeah. I'm so with Sam on that. I love yeah. to be in bed while it's falling outside. You like wintertime, but you I, don't like the snow. No, no, no. I actually like all of it, but uh, oh. I was more referring to my snow days. You'd rather, 
Oh, <laughs> I'm with you on that one, dude. Yeah, yeah, we like to be in bed anyway. Well, it is nice when you wake up. You know, I think he's just thinking back, and this happens. Remember, this is something we mentioned from time to time. We yeah. think back to home, and we yep. think back to those comforts. Yep. And uh, you know, he's, he's imagining. He's actually saying the Shire could use some of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's the, the North Farthing is where they you know might get some snow. I've got three hearts next to this because it, it is a cool like little history. Because I've always wondered. You know, you always wonder because you only ever see the Shire. In in its green, lush, yeah. full beauty, and, and I mean, if you're curious and imaginative, you've got to wonder what does it look like in wintertime. Yeah, mm-hmm. do they lose their leaves? Does it snow? Does it turn brown? Like yeah. most places that are that look like that in our world, and you know, they say that um, heavy snowfall was rare in the Shire, and except for high in the moors and the North Farling, some more elevated, they, yeah. they get yep. they get heavier snowfall. But uh, it was regarded as a pleasant event and a chance for fun. No living hobbit, save Bilbo, could remember the fell winter of 1311 when white wolves invaded the Shire over the frozen brandywine. So yeah. just, you know what, just a cool little cool. Yep. escape back to some history of the Shire, yeah. which I love. Yep. How cool would that be in a show? Yeah. yeah. The white wolves invading. I mean, that'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. They, they talk about... Um, what is it? If you're, oh, they're going up the, the, the snow was thick. You know, on his yeah. hood and shoulders, right? It's getting already. ankle deep already, uh, and, and it's, they're starting to, to get worried about this. You know, um, they, they knew the risk of snow, though it seldom falls heavily um, so far south. Yeah, save up high in the mountains. But we are not high yet, and still uh, far down, uh, where the paths are usually open all winter. So that's an issue. Mm. That's a problem. Yeah, you know, um, and then they start to kind of talk about the arm of the enemy yeah stretching maybe further and having is, is this sauron is this mordor uh able to influence the weather you know and, and speak to it and, and perhaps cause some of these issues yeah. it's a long reach but we're actually kind of you know um well i mean again i'll just say his arm has grown long yeah i don't think he's convinced though that it is no. sauron no you know so you and then moving on think it's in this next part right where Gimli talks about the mountain itself uh-huh being cruel and that possibly yeah. this this garage was is, called the cruel yeah that this weather yeah. is is a is an act of the mountain itself who has little um finds a little joy in in dwarves and elves and in any mm-hmm. kind of beings mm-hmm. that's right yeah it really does 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 not want to let them pass no you know I think there's more to it but but Gimli yeah you know um has a point here that it could be a lot of Several different things. Yeah. When we know. talked about that, we said, you know, it could be some enchantment from Mordor, could be from Isengard, mm-hmm. yep. could be mm-hmm. uh, just Caradris, could be those two forces maybe um, spurring on Caradris yeah. to bring this upon them. Right. So they get to a point where there's basically uh, a, a lot of snow falling and they're kind of stuck, right? I mean, yeah. uh, Gimli's having trouble moving forward. The the, the, the hobbits are bent over. Yeah, you come know, to an things. impasse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think Aragorn says, you know, well, let's see. Gandalf says, you know, we either stop where we are mm-hmm. or go back. It's no good going on. Only a little higher, if I remember rightly. This path leaves the cliffs and runs into a wide, shallow, you know. Um, Trough. Yeah. Oh, man. Which, you know, so he, there's your two options. Stop here or go back. Mm-hmm. Aragorn says, it's no good going back while the storm holds. So right now, they're stuck. Snow good. What did I say? Snow good. Did I say that? Okay, sometimes I say things and you... No, it's no good. It's no good. It's no good. It's no good. All right, good. It's a podcast, Sam. I'll just say it. I thought you were... It's no good podcast. Uh, Okay. 
write it down. That's great. <laughs> yeah, you're um, right though. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're kind of stuck, right? Yep. You know? Yep. And uh, yeah, but, but is this when we? Is this where we have our fire coming up? Yeah, they they huddle with their backs first. right to the yeah. wall. Uh, Bill's kind of standing there, blocking That's the right. you know the, the wind, right? Um, Patiently but dejectedly in front of the hobbits. Yeah. Well, Frodo actually takes a little bit of a nap here, right? He kind of drifts off and, and goes. Oh into my gosh, dude! Sleep. I forgot about this. Right. And he visits Bilbo. Right. He has a quick little you know snip, snip bit there with, with Bilbo. Dude, and, why is uh, everything every time he wanders into the dream in the dream world? It is so significant. Yeah. Is it that Elvin, that Elvin influence? You could that, say, yeah, you could almost say that this one is just a straight dream, but but it, it's it, odd, isn't it? it don't you think? I mean, yeah. Bill was just telling them, you know, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's about what they talked about. You often dream about what you talk about. It's just, it's just weird. It's almost like he's having. To me, it almost feels like he's having some kind of telepathic connection with. I, you know, I, I see Bilbo mm-hmm. sitting back by the fire, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yep. You know, living out his song, and Frodo's falling asleep, and almost kind of. It's just interesting. I mean, again, it could be complete foresight to the end where he's actually reviewing his diary, you know, with Bilbo. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Whoa. It's crazy. Whoa. Uh, but, could uh, be. I mean, because that's kind of how I felt about this chapter at the mm-hmm. end of this. It's sort of like, ah, oh, come on. Bunch of snow. Right, right. Had a hard time getting over the mountain. That's nothing to tell. Right. You know? But the neat part about this, uh, we'll kind of move on past that. You're right. They do kind of start a fire. Um, but none of the... None of the elves, uh, so so Legolas, Gimli, nor Boromir could start the fire. Mm-hmm. He recommended that they bring some wo- some wood and some brush and things, and they actually need Gandalf to start the fire. And he basically tells them, "What I've just done here is put my mark. I've said that I am here, and it's if there's anyone around watching. looking for it, watching, they'll know, know that I'm here. That's right. You know, but really, if there's anyone watching, at that point, you know, I, I don't know. Like, what are they all doing up there? Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. Suspicious it's, anyway. They're kind of out there. Yeah, they're, they're on some some errand, right? Yeah. So, and they're they're an interesting looking uh, fellowship, you know. Yeah, they are a bunch of halflings, which that in and of itself is, is strange. Is, is strange and curious. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're so he right. says, you know, I have written Gandalf is here in signs that all can read from Rivendell to the mountains of Anduin. So yeah, but then you're right. It just it says, but the company cared no longer for watchers. Or unfriendly eyes. Their hearts were rejoiced to see the light of the fire. It's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let them know we're here. We're, we're freezing our arses off. Yeah. I think, yeah. It, even, I think it even says that. I just read <laughs> uh, the, the rest of this, you know, guys, is, is basically them trying to figure out how to trudge through the snow. Isn't it amazing, though? Boromir and Aragorn's strength. Yeah, and that's what amazes the hobbits, right? Is that they, yeah. you know, so the fire goes on for a bit, they get a little warmth, they huddle around it, you know, and then Gandalf has to kind of, well, they're, they're working, they decide to go back. They decide to go back. And as soon as they do, what happens to the snow, as? It dies off. Dies off. You're right. Almost stops completely. Yeah. Yeah. So either the mountain's pleased, or the spell no longer needs to be, you know, It is kind of setting spoken. their core. It is their... They are. It's just interesting. I mean, I think they even note here. It's, it's it was strange how as soon as they decided to to turn back, it almost kind of immediately mm-hmm. shuts off. Yeah, like a snow machine, man. Huh? Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Yeah, I didn't really thought about how that. frustrating would that be? To, I guess to be to Aragorn as well. Yeah, like knowing that this this isn't something. I mean, they they talk this whole time how it's not something natural. Yeah, yeah. Right. You could deal with it if it was a natural occurrence, like. I don't know a flood or or really a blizzard high up in the in the heights, but this is this is supposed to be clear all the time. Yeah, this is supposed yep. to be their road through, yep. and it's being they're being barred by something. They're being you know set against. Yep, be frustrating. Mm-hmm. It is frustrating. Yep, for sure. 
So, but uh, yeah, so they turn back and they've got to kind of plow their way through the snow. There's a little joke made by uh, like between Legolas and and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and Gandalf. You know, if Gandalf would just go before us with a bright flame, he might melt a path for us," said Legolas. You know, and then Gandalf if says, elves, yeah. "If elves could fly over mountains, <laughs> they might fetch the sun to save us," answered Gandalf. You know, but I must have something to work on. I, I cannot burn snow. <laughs> and uh, fuel. and so actually, Legolas like, "All right, cool. I'll take off over the mountains. I'll yeah. go get the sun. I'll yeah. be back." Yeah. And so as they're as they're barreling through, he steps up on the snow and walks, walks right on top of it. We get, we get that cool little nod in the films, right? He's walking yeah. on top of the snow. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's amazing to think about. I love the the. Um, just because I could just visualize it. We don't really get to see anything like this in the films, I guess, especially from Boromir. I mean, Aragorn is always throwing people and, you know, like lifting people up and doing all this incredible feats of strength. But it talks about um, when they're when they're making that path, you know, when Aragorn says, I'll join you. Aragorn was the tallest of the company. Yeah. Longshanks, after all. Yep. But Boromir, less in height, was broader and heavier in build. He led the way. Also interesting, right? Yeah. And Aragorn followed him. Slowly they moved off. And were soon toiling heavily. In places, the snow was breast high, and often Boromir seemed to be swimming or burrowing with his great arms rather than walking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, I just, it's amazing to think about how how hard that would be. And they do this so so long that eventually they're like almost out of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the effort? Like you've just made it through. Yes. It's just something magical about these these men. Yeah. Right. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. The the strength. It's you go back to those. Um, you know, you think about Hercules, yeah, or you think about these these ancient uh, warriors that were strong beyond belief, Achilles, and they, they did these things that seemed superhuman. Right. Yeah. Yep. Just incredible. Well, for sure. You know, you actually see that when Legolas gets a little closer to the end, they almost like grow discouraged. Um, but it's the width of a wall. Um, you know, yeah. like a like a brick and mortar wall that they have to get through with the snow that's probably they think they say it's two times taller than Boromir. Yeah. You know, double his height, and so they 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 plow through. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, because they didn't really know how much longer this was going for, but Legolas goes on. He brings that uh, <laughs> the that, that, that gleam of hope, that uh, ray of hope, you know, from the sun as he went to go track it down. <laughs> so, I love the humor there too. Oh, it's great! great. It's it's actually good. It's awesome. Um, but uh, let's see. Oh, so as they come back, you know, uh, they actually start making their way back, and, and uh, Legolas beats them back. Says, "There's hope. Don't worry, Gandalf. Found the sun. We're good to go." Yep. Uh, you know, and, and just the, the dusting beyond. Right. Right. Yeah. The hobbits though are still kind of like, "How are we going to get through this, man? Yeah. There's no way." Yeah. Um, and, and and this cold was almost, the, the, you know, the death of the hobbits. Yep. If if it would have went on any longer, and they didn't have, Can if it was imagine? just them. I, think yeah. they, I actually think if it had been the hobbits, though, by themselves, this is the interesting dynamic of the fellowship. They would have turned back a long time ago. Oh, yeah, ago. a long time ago. They would, they, they're smarter than that. They yep. would not have, you know, risked yep. something like that. So yep. they would have found another way. Absolutely. So, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, they're actually carried by Boromir and Aragorn. Yeah, that's right. You know, like they, luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Hop on them my back, you know, yep. and yep. here we go. So they, they take them back down through there. So uh, let's see. Uh, Gimli kind of ends up talking about the mountain a little bit. Enough, enough, cried Gimli. Uh, we are departing as quickly as we may because actually more stones and more things start to kind of yeah, fall. Yes, fall. That's right. That's right. Almost to kind of like push them further yep. on. I was their like, butts along geez, a little I further. Mean, it was falling earlier. The <laughs> snowdrifts were getting higher and higher, you know, and they were being discouraged. They've been halted yeah. and under attack. It was actually, uh, I missed the part, but it was kind of funny. Was it Pippin or Mary who talked about when they took shelter? Yeah. They were like, well, if shelter is a sheer cliff with no roof, <laughs> yeah. maybe it was Sam, you know, <laughs> then uh, wow. 
that's something <laughs> one wall and and hardly a roof or whatever yeah yeah hardly, yeah. yeah yeah that's so, right but they were taking shelter you know if if this is shelter then one wall and no roof make a house yeah who said that who said sam that? sam man. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> But yeah, so, they pretty much, uh, they see the birds again, right? They see the, the blacks, not to skip too far ahead, but they're, no, it's, they're bone chilled there. and they're hungry. They see um, black specks swarm. Oh no, this is, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's this Frodo talking. Black specks, or him uh, seeing these black specks swarm before his eyes. He rubbed them, but the black specks remained in the distance below him. He's still, uh, but still high above the lower foothills, dark dots were circling in the air. So we thought he was like almost kind of mm-hmm. seeing seeing stars or spots or whatever. Right, yep. The birds again said Aragorn pointing down. That can't be helped now, Gandalf says. And, you know, essentially, uh, Karadras has defeated them. Yep. They, they turn, lost they, out to the mountain. They turn their backs on the Redhorn Gate. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, honestly, not like the most interesting chapter. I mean, yeah. I, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's, it, yeah. it is, it's, it's chapter, what, let's see, you had... Uh, Many meetings, council, and so chapter yeah. three, yep. you know, yep. of, of this book. Yeah. And uh, I think the I think the main point of this chapter, right, is to show. We talked about this before. Is to show that this journey is not going to be so easy. You know, yeah. r- right out of the gate, right, right out of departing. We knew it wasn't going to be, but even even without the presence of the riders, even without the presence of orcs or Mordor, yeah, you know, it, just it, just it, Middle Earth itself might even be. Oh my Fighting gosh. against them. We didn't get we didn't get a chance to talk. We talked about this before. That remember, see sometimes like Lane and I we try talking, not to have conversations. Yeah, we try before. not to talk to each other about the the, the chapter before <laughs> the uh, recording. Because we, dude, we always slip into it and we're like, nope, save it, stop, save it for I book know. club. Because yeah. one thing we talked about was actually that Middle Earth itself is a player, mm-hmm. as we call you mm-hmm. know here Mother Nature, yep. you know the spirit, the Earth. Middle Earth itself yeah. has has a part to play. Yep, absolutely. And this mountain itself, you know defeats them yeah you know we, we t- you were mentioning that mount doom is a player mount doom is what we need you know to destroy the one ring right that's where we're headed right the earth we have itself, to use well, middle earth itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the elements so you know i don't know you think about the different uh gems and things the ark and stone being found you know and it being uh yeah. pulled out of the uh, you know the mountain the earth gave it to them yes exactly I mean, essentially and, and, it created well, it. but think of all the things that that happened because that stone was given yeah, forth. Very true. You know, very or was true. found. You know, uh, very true. Crazy, crazy wow. to think how. Yeah, it is. And something like that was buried. You know, sorry, I almost don't want to take us on a whole Ark and Stone. Why not quest? Uh, but uh, I will save it. But, we're doing that later. <laughs> we are. But anyways, man. Um, yeah. So you brought up a couple of cool connections uh, with uh, with um, the gate, the, the passageway in which they were looking. Yeah. Uh, the, the Redhorn Gate. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah, yeah. It's again, like we said, there's there's always history history to be found. Um, Tolkien wrote with such a wide. I mean, it, it, we were watching before. We, we were watching some of the appendices before we um uh started podcasting today, and yeah. you know, just it was it was a section about Tolkien at the very beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings appendices, and just looking back on how he pretty much had you know just all these stories written or had had the idea of that built before he wrote the histories were in the back of his head yeah you know started writing in the trenches wrote lord of the rings essentially because he loved language so much and wanted to show off not yeah. show off but wanted to showcase the languages he created he yeah. created a language first and then said ah maybe i'll make a story that kind of fits around this mm-hmm. and builds a mythology for england like what yeah the man was he was a wizard he yeah. was a magician he yeah. was 
a, a, an incredibly skilled and and powerful uh, human being. And, and you know, the people told him like, "You're beating a dead horse." You know, this mythology stuff is all done. Like you're doing the same thing as that's been done before. You're not doing anything new. Yeah. And all, all to their, um, you know, to their demise. Like he, he, he had great success. We're still talking about it. You know, almost seventy years later, uh, mm-hmm. and marveling over it. A story that that generation after generation can reconnect with. That like as long as 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 mankind goes on. Mm-hmm. And and people read English like this or any. I guess it's translated into like seventy some languages. So pretty much any language, um, this story will be marveled over. Yeah, it's just incredible, man. Yep, it is amazing. It he really did something is. incredible. So yeah. yeah. So uh, okay. Well, you know, with that, uh, that gets us through the rain goes south. Um, you know, we're we're about to dive into the um, Bywater Post, but next week we've got uh, a journey in the dark. So it doesn't sound Oof. like it's going to get any. Uh, any lighter? Any lighter? The load. I wonder where heavier. we're going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, okay, let's dive into Bywater Post, guys. Uh, I have a lot of emails that I've gotten. So today we've got two larger stories we want to do. Um, and uh, we even have possibly a Facebook message that we got uh, recently. Gosh, so you guys are amazing. Yeah, you guys are great, honestly. Um, I, Lane, I'd like you to read this first one, though, from our, our friend uh, Tim Collins. And, I will. Uh, I was just actually, sorry, I just got lost oh, in fine. the map there for a second. We looking I was at? looking at looking our at? at our upper map. Oh yeah, yeah, guys! Yeah, if you yeah. haven't, um, if you haven't, if you want to put your location on there and haven't yet, it it's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm just overwhelmed. I think we have like over seventy uppers that have uh, have put their locations on there. Yeah, it's yeah. just so cool to see. It really is. It really Japan is. and Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, uh, Scandinavia. Wow. Yeah, and tough. you know, I was re- I'm rethinking. You know, we're about to send out the. Um, uh, Billy Boyd World Tour, yeah, you know thing. I think of a lot, a lot of people who live in the same area. On that, uh, we have to find a really good map, uh, people to make their mark That's in there. True. It's gonna be really hard for everybody in Ohio to put one big X in little tiny Ohio. <laughs> That's true. You know, because we do have some listeners that are local and stuff. That's and true. Got a lot of good listeners point. in California, a lot of listeners in England. And Maybe we map, make one X in those areas, and you kind of put on the back, you mark where exactly where you're from. Actually, yeah. Maybe before we, your maybe name, we could have people right. sign the back and yeah. kind of just put their name in there. I'll put some instructions in it when I send it. <laughs> I mean, Billy Boyd knows where Amanda is. He does. That's all Friends. I know. He does. And he knows that Columbus is the meanest territory of Ohio. That so, he does. Yeah. That he does. So Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Tim but, Collins' message. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I'm excited for this. You, you've read this. I have not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said this is an amazing, it's amazing story. story. So yeah. we're, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into this. Like many, I first read The Lord of the Rings in high school. I had found a copy of Fellowship with a psychedelic cover at a used bookstore and went back to hunt for the other two before I even finished it. The next Christmas, I received a boxed paperback set, including The Hobbit, the best gift Uh, I got that year. Over the next few years, I would pick up books about Tolkien and his stories in addition to a couple of poster maps. I I love Mm -hmm. this. I I can marvel over the maps forever. (laughs) And a six by three poster of the Balestines, oh, Balantines um, psychedelic covers, which are really cool. I, Mm -hmm. I, I know what he's talking about. Over the years, some books were misplaced. The posters and maps became tattered and had to be tossed out. <laughs> but I held onto the main books and reread them from time to time. Yeah. Beautifully written. Yeah. In 1989, I was blessed to marry a wonderful woman, Charlie, who didn't always share my uh, various fan interests, but at least uh, put up with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. In December 2001, we took our yearly trip to L.A. for her company's annual awards banquet. 
The day after, she surprised me with tickets to the Fellowship of the Ring because she knew the Lord of the Rings was one of my favorite things, and I was excited about seeing it. Yeah, I'm almost in tears right now. This is beautiful. Yeah. At some point during the next three hours, Lord of the Rings went from being my thing to our thing. That is so cool. Wow. Okay. Uh, we did the same thing the next few years. She uh, hunted or haunted the local Burger Kings <laughs> yeah. in order to get a full set of the goblets, yep. which is awesome. Um, uh, sorry to say, Tim, but now you can... I mean, this is way more meaningful, but you can get them on, on eBay for pretty cheap right now. But that's amazing. <laughs> but she cool, did that you for know? you. That's right. That's the memory. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She uh, even bought a talking golem action figure to keep on her desk to work. That's yeah. beautiful. She never read the books. She wasn't much of a reader, but we did get the extended DVDs and would watch them a couple of times a year. Just after Christmas last year, my my Charlie passed away unexpectedly. She was... Uh, Yeah, I tell you, shit. Uh, she was buried in her uh, even star necklace and earrings. While I'm adapting to life without, I can't do. It. Yeah, I, I tell you, it's guys. It's stuff. It's it's stuff like this, man. It's like I knew this would mean a lot to you because, you know, I know how much you and your wife and Goldberry, you know, and you you've explained your wedding and stuff. It's just it's something trans. It transcends, man. It's it's yeah, something. Sorry. Okay. Um, You're fine. I can finish if you like. No, I feel like I should. Yeah. While I'm adapting to life without her, some things are harder than others. Thank you, though. Yeah. Church is hard without seeing her on the platform playing the organ and singing. I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the shows we watch together. I can't even imagine going to our favorite restaurant without her. Then a few weeks ago, I was flipping through the channels and came across the two towers. Trying to watch The Lord of the Rings had not even crossed my mind, but I stopped to watch a few minutes, and it didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. The next day, I got out the DVDs and watched them all over the next week. It's hard to explain, but I found watching them comforted like little else had uh, has been. Comforting like little else has been. I'm sorry. Soon after, I decided to read the trilogy again, so here I am, enjoying the books once again and the podcast. The only thing that would be better is if Charlie were here to share it with me. Sorry, this has been so long. And thanks. Please don't apologize. Yeah. That's beautiful, Tim. And thank you for, man. We're, I mean, we're honored just to be to be in your fellowship, to be in this fellowship with you, and yeah, uh, to have um, just heard your story is amazing. And uh, cheers to Charlie because uh, she sounds like she was an amazing, amazing woman and yeah, a beautiful does. wife. So yeah, you know, wow. and and I tell you one thing is this kind of uh, when I read this, I had a, had a, a bit of a moment because you know. Uh, my dad and I were sitting there and we talked about this, you know, not too long ago. He didn't want to share too much on the on podcast, but every time they do come on, you know, uh, we think about the special moments we had going, you know, mom saying, you know, we wouldn't, you know, I had to wait for her, you know, to go to work and we would go watch them in theaters with her and stuff like that. And just, you know, her love of this series too. It just, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of taken my, every time it comes up, it crops up. I, you know, my dad, is not someone who listens to podcasts, but he listens for these stories. Yeah. He actually just skips right to the end and he listens <laughs> to the stories. Oh, I love he, that. He really does. He told me, and he's just like, that is my, that's my favorite part. Yeah. You know, and yep. so, yeah. That's beautiful. But, uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. We really do appreciate yeah, that, man. You. I think that, that really hits, hits home with a lot of different people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next we have uh, Christopher Ferguson. Um, says, hello, uh, Lane Inez. I'm writing to you from the from sunny Scotland. Uh, I've got some things to say that might be interesting to you. Firstly, um, I happened um, upon the village of, of Dunmore um, on the bank of the river uh, on, on the bank of the river Forth about a month ago. 
I just started listening to your podcast and I seemed, and, and I seemed uh, to me uh, like a real life kind of hobbiton, right? Wow. So he shares actually this link. Actually, oh, I think cool. he just shared it in the, uh, in the group and uh, it's, it's Dunmore Village, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's like an old, you know, um, he says that oh it's gosh. old smithy. You know, uh, it even has like a round door. There are round doors. Yeah, Holy it's a round door. cow. It's pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. So everybody should go check that out. Um, you know, basically oh, he's from, beautiful. from Scotland. So uh, for, for what it's worth, Middle Earth, uh, in Middle Earth, um, I'd be a second rate ranger uh, out of the north, tall and strong, but short sighted and more skilled in song than with sword. <laughs> <laughs> right there with you, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Count us in. Uh, we've got Elaine over here who's a butterbird, but you know, strives to be Aragorn. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. So uh, he said, secondly, I wanted to weigh in uh, with a thought about old Tom Bombadil that struck me when you were going through all of his names. Oh, you're going to tell me about this lane. These are, these are tough. But, you know, uh, men called him, um, you know, men called him. Orald. Orald, yeah. yeah. Elves called him. Yodawain. Wow. Okay. I think. Okay. Dwar- uh, dwarves called him Forn. Forn. Um, only the hobbits called him Tom Bombadil. This, this is such, you read this to me before. This is such this an part, amazing yeah, point. I read the, yeah. I mean, he blew my mind. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, he says, he says, when we come through the forest, um, not in answer to Frodo's call, mind you, he is singing his name, uh, the name that only hobbits have for him. Hmm. Did he expect to find hobbits hmm. in need? That's cause he is, amazing. he is singing his, you know, yes, he um, is. You know, oh Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadil. Yeah, and so that that was neat. I think it's an that's, interesting that's an thing amazing to kind of kind of consider. You know, so because that's and, not what he would call himself necessarily. I, yeah, he wouldn't call himself Tom. That's what I'm. Th- but he it, does when he's around them. That's what I'm thinking. Is he singing about himself? Yeah. Um, in terms, is it just something he likes to sing about because that's what the hobbits call him? And so it's. I, you know, it kind of we love Tom Bombadil. It twisted my mind a little yeah, bit. I did. was like, yeah, yeah. why did he sing it that way? Yeah, um, but he's known by many names, mm-hmm. you know, and perhaps mm-hmm. he sings songs about those other names. True, you know? but um, true. Really good point. Really, really cool. Uh, you know, uh, thing there. So, thirdly, uh, the thing about the omniscient narrator. This, this was amazing too. Yeah, uh, the twice that it has come up so far in our read through um, is in relationship to the ponies and the fox in the wood. Uh, which is neat. Both times Tolkien is using the animals to cast into the future, a future that doesn't concern mm-hmm. them, almost as if their lack of uh, sentience, sentience. Yeah. Yeah, absolves them yeah, from, from participating sure. in the good versus evil clash. Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. Man, man, I actually need really to go is. back and kind of look at those two, those those moments, um, you know, where, where that type of, um, well, point, of point of view... It, shifts a little bit. Yeah, because he talks uh-huh. about, I mean, he talks about the thoughts of the fox. Uh-huh. He talks about, um, yeah, with the ponies, the same kind of thing. He talks about knowing their, what future they would have had if they had been, mm-hmm. yeah, so he does take that that God knowledge point yeah. of view, all knowing. Yeah. yeah. Man. Whereas, that's like, a great catch. I never, I never caught that. I mean, yeah. I knew I liked those two, and that's why. That's why I like those two excerpts so much. They do stand out. They're stand so out. different. They're, yeah. A shift of point of view is, uh-huh. wow. That's yeah, because a, a lot of times he does shift into, um, like even in just this last chapter, you had um, that third person kind of, uh, you know, like what would you call it, Li- limited or something like that. You know, where where you're you're looking at the thoughts are, you kind of get focused in on one character, um, you know. But I don't know, the point of view does jump between different, you know, uh, characters and things. So, okay, let's uh, read on here. 
Uh, here we go. Uh, lastly, and this might not be suitable for the podcast, but it's a part of my Tolkien story. Uh, I'm a 38-year-old man, uh, and I should be all grown up, but I'm not always able to control my actions. Uh, I feel that when Frodo is battling against the desire to put on the ring, his feelings um, mapped my own relationship with self-harm. Uh, he knows that it's a bad idea. People who love him and he respects tell him it's a bad idea and that any relief is temporary and far outweighed by the dangers. Yet in that moment, the desire, so to speak, drives out the good counsel from the mind. Hmm. Uh, I relapsed again today, and as I listened to A Knife in the Dark with you, uh, this really hit home. Uh, you know, n- no answers here, just, uh, just an empathy with the self-destructive elements um, of our, of our Hobbit friends. I, you know what? That's all of us too. We all have, I mean, I, I yeah. heard this and I, I definitely, definitely not alone, brother. I mean, I, I have that, that same struggle of being able to control my actions, my thoughts, you know what I mean? That's, that, that yeah. is the struggle. It takes, takes form and, and, or takes different forms in all of us, but yeah, yeah I still feel like I'm a 30 year, you know, whatever my 29 year old man who's, yeah. who's not all the way grown up. And, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, and actually I'll just, just as a quick pause and a side note here, I know, uh, someone who has shared, you know, with me in, in, in the group and things, um, things that have happened in her life and stuff is Nicole Whitaker. Yeah. Somebody who's been in the group for a long time, been in a lot of the different, um, in the, in the podcasting world yeah, has yeah, good yeah. thoughts and things. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, she's awesome. There's a lot of people who can, who can connect with, you know, with what Christopher's saying, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, can, and kind of absolutely. feel this and stuff. So, uh, you're not alone and, and, and we all have our own you know, as Lane said, things that we, that, that we go through. Yeah. And that's why and I, I think your conversation about what is the ring to you type of stuff. Sure. And, and, and how does it make you feel? You and, know, and, and I think that's why we're all drawn to the story, right? Because of that yeah. relating to Frodo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, ultimately it, this is his story. It's his, his quest. It's his yeah. journey. And, and yeah, that connection we have to him of knowing what we need to do, being unable to do it. And then how do we cope with the, you know, with the consequences or right. the, or the, you know, what happens after yeah. moving yeah. on. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So, um, Man, his ideas are beautiful. Oh, dude, I'm telling Oh my God. Christopher, gosh. you really, honestly, I, I love your thoughts on Tom Bombadil and uh, I love that we're still talking about that because once we get out of this book, guys, we really don't it's, visit Tom Bombadil anymore. It's, but well, we're getting to the tale until of Tom. the end, until the very end. But, well, uh, I thought after this, we're just doing a, a oh, Tom, a, yeah. Tom Pomp, cast. Tom Pompacast. Pompacast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he says, uh, you know, thanks for your work. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, one note of criticism. Stop apologizing for your speculations and worrying. You know, you are going too far, um, you know, with, with our thoughts and ideas. I'm sure that that's why we're all listening. Your ideas are beautiful. Let us hear them without second guessing. And that honestly means the world does. Uh, Christopher, that was, we really appreciate that. I mean, how do you even explain that? Yeah, Yeah. no. Well, I think that that's encouragement to everybody in the group. We've always kind of said, you know, when you're in the group and you're talking about these things, don't feel, don't worry about being wrong. Right. You know, like, don't worry about that. Like we, we tell our students all the time, that is how we learn to make mistakes. Yeah. I just saying to you today, you know, the things that I, misconceptions that I had about this chapter. Yeah. You know, I was just like, whoa, I don't remember. I was like, why wasn't there any, you know, I was be vulnerable here. I was, I was like, I get so saturated with the movies. It's like, where's the connection to Saruman? You yeah, know? right. I, you know, I and know is there one? Is yeah, it, I, right? I know. I'm the and same so way, said, man. Things are coming. You know, we, we we know that or whatever. But I thought it happened right here. I thought right. there was more more direct uh, confrontation here, and so right. you know, things like that. It's it's that's why we do a reread. It's why we're looking and, back through this this stuff. And, and so, and to say that that um, you know, Tolkien experts who've studied his work their whole life still don't have questions is, is wrong too. I mean, so you could literally, he yeah. spent his whole life creating it. 
So you're not going to understand it <laughs> if you spend your whole life trying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's and that's the beauty of it is uh, it, it um, you know it mimics real life that way. You're never going to know all the answers, and it's the beauty of my dad always talks about the beauty of mystery. Yeah, the beauty of not knowing, the beauty of of some things never being resolved. Right. And mm-hmm. and it's something I I used to be like, what? I don't, there's got to be answers. Come on, Dad. And the older I get, the more I hear his words and I think, no, that is the beautiful part is that we don't know certain yeah. things, that we have to just either believe in certain things or we get to play around with po- the possibilities. What, what's more fun than yeah. having conversations where you can't necessarily be wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, it's beautiful. There's so many areas in our life where it's like there is right and wrong. There is black and white. You know, there's equations have certain answers, right? Right. X sure. equals something. And here it doesn't have to be that way. So, yeah. Um, awesome. So thanks again, Chris. Um, I got one more here. I want to read real quick. Is that, is that, yeah, that's yeah, okay? yeah. And then okay. I got something real quick after you. Okay, cool. Um, Samantha, I think a 10 key. Uh, Samantha mm-hmm. Henke uh, says to us just recent uh, kind of a new listener and so sometimes we get people who yes. uh, just started you know on the first couple episodes and we say send us a Facebook message with your to- with your yeah. with your Bywater Post Tolkien story uh, we want all those sent to an unexpected pod yeah. so we can keep track of them but eventually we'll all get there no but Maybe. when we see these I want to catch these and I want to yeah. uh, you know respond to them so she says uh, Ezra and Lane great podcast so far I can't believe my luck in finding this pod I started Lord of the Rings a week ago and just found your show today I saw the movies when I was younger before I believed in um, and reading, then watching, <laughs> and, uh, and and read The Hobbit in college around the time the trilogy came out. I just finished chapter four in the book um, and episode two of your show, so I will binge, I will binge read and listen to catch up and go about things in real time. Uh, since I turned twenty five this year, I challenged myself to read twenty five books. That's, I haven't read that many in my life. Wow! In two thousand eighteen, uh, opinion question for for you: Does Lord of the Rings count as books? Uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16, or is it just 11, 12, and 13, referring to fellowship being two books or one book is her question. Oh, gosh. So what would you, what advice would we give her on that? Are we going to let book one, you know, technically book one is over, is over. So does, so would you say that? Well, that cause count? now and you're right. Cause I'm running into like, I'm right now. Six I'm, I'm fixing three. our uh, weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells, <laughs> and I'm I'm like having to go back. So it, overall, it's chapter this, but in book two, it's chapter this. I said we call it book two. Okay, yeah. no more chapter 14, 15, 16. Okay. Let's. I'm down. That's easier. It is a little easier. That's easier. But so I so we'll say Samantha that you can count it as 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and sixteen. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think because we're spending way. good quality time in those books. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, great show. Uh, loving what you've done so far, and thanks, you know, for guiding me to Swish and Flick. Oh, well, this oh. is starting to sound more and more familiar, isn't it? Really? Maybe we should let Swish and Flick know that we're sending people their well, way. Swisher girls know. And hey, actually, you know what? Yeah. We were talking about, there was uh, an idea you informed me of uh, mm-hmm. way back in January. Yeah. When uh, some people from Swish and Flick found out about our book club and joined, yeah, yeah. joined our book club and became uppers. And um, there was this whisper in the dark, yeah, yeah, of an unexpected flick, an unexpected. a collision of yep. of these two podcasts, <laughs> and uh, and this these groups of this group of friends coming uh-huh. together. And I've yep. I've met, uh, I mean, I, I remember Tiffany from high school, yeah, and I met the other girls at uh, at uh, Rebel Rebel Watches, yeah, yeah, um, or live podcast, yes, that's yeah. right. And so now we all know each other, yeah. 
So now we just gotta we gotta get together and talk about wizards. We were actually talking about the day. What would we talk about? Yeah. What would maybe maybe um, our book club members submit questions? Yeah, for and sure. we just go at it. Yeah, for sure. Well, we I talk think about how you know nice real wizards out. live in Middle Earth. Right, they do. Not at not at Meadswog or whatever <laughs> Hogs Hogs Nose or whatever you're talking about. Exactly. Butterbur yeah. versus Butterbeer. I mean, we get a whole debate there. <laughs> yeah, it would be neat. Or we could talk about cool. well, one. We could talk about you know the Dark Lords and both of them. Yeah. They both have their Dark Lords and yes, what, you they know, do. How different they are. Snape and a Snarron. Not a Snape. Snape. What's his name? Voldemort. Voldy. Voldy. Guys, I'm telling my knowledge of Harry Potter. That's funny. They'll have a lot of fun with that. Megan, as as <laughs> Megan and Katie have really been wanting to to do that collaboration, so we'll great. get that great, going man. for sure. Yep. So thanks, Samantha. Did you have something you wanted to read though? Uh, there you had- Oh yeah, on Instagram it just popped up. Uh, Myron Bellany, or as we know him, I eat tacos. Oh yeah, uh, our friend. He just posted uh, um, from uh, Council of Elrond Part One a little commentary on our draft. He said. First round picks were Frodo Baggins and Aragorn. Shaking my head, I would have went straight for Bill Fernie. Oh, and a power fist. No. <laughs> yeah. No way. The dark side is strong with oh him. Oh my gosh! I, I wonder can't if Bill him. the Pony would have been his uh, his burden of beast. Oh my gosh! Man, that's a dark. That's a dark path. That is a dark fellowship. Byron. Wow, dude, where you are you there. at right now? You went there, bro. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I okay. We actually have something uh, else kind of cool coming up too. So that's it for Bywater Post this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, send those to uh, to our email, which is mm-hmm. an unexpected pod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And we'll definitely, you know, kind of get those going and things. So, um, but we are going to dive into strawberries with cream, I guess, here. So um, let's see. Oh, gosh. Lane always writes these, and so these are kind of ridiculous. But you recently went south as geographically. But it's interesting because not only does the Fellowship travel south, but their moods go south as well. What makes you feel really sad and defeated? Uh, what's your caradras, <laughs> so to speak, a towering mountain of doom you've met in your life? Oh, oh, this is a... S- you didn't read all of it. Oh, sorry. Okay. You meant Also, life. what brand of underwear do you wear, and would you recommend them? <laughs> I That's need to get a, some new ones. I'm just I, asking. Uh, there's a reason I don't read. Are all you a of Fruit it. of the Loom or a Hanes guy? Hanes. Really? On the spot? What do you got? You know, I used to be Hanes, and then i kind of I kind of transitioned into Fruit of the Loom, and Seriously? I have not looked back. Seriously, color choice is better. They leave you feeling fresher. Cool. They don't rip as easily. I don't think. I think my Hanes give out. This is real not an early. advertisement for either one. We're not. We're fully endorsed by Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom's got us. Yeah, yeah. Frodo of the Loom. Frodo. That was really bad. <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, do you want to? This is this this is this is one of my worst Man, strawberries with cream. This is a morbid kind of like. like well, a we darker. always get kind of goofy, and I, I wanted to bring it down a little bit. You really changed the tone. Do you have a caradras? What a, a time, maybe a time in your life where you're like, I'm going this way. Nope, I'm not. I'm definitely um, not. Okay, so like I've got one. A, kind of a turn. You want you share yours first, and then I'll. I'll well, think. mine was really simple. So after college, so I went. Um, when I was a senior, I did half my student teaching in New Zealand, in the beautiful city of Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent nine weeks there. I think I spent two more weeks than I needed to. Uh, and they were like, well, you, you've got to finish um, your one half in New Zealand, your second half back here in, a, in America or in Ohio when you know before school is out. And I was like, I'll just go two weeks after college is done. No, no worries. No problem. They're like, Okay. So I took longer there than I than I needed yeah. to. Anyway, I I um was 
after my time there, I was convinced I'm going to, I'm going to come back. I'm going to graduate. And then I'm moving right back there. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to teach in New Zealand. I'm going to live in New Zealand. I'm, I, I was addicted. I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was such a beautiful place. And I wanted to spend the rest of my life there. Um, and I guess really I wasn't defeated by a Karadris. I guess my, my Karadris kind of changed. I see. Maybe, um, maybe my blizzard was like a change of, of mind. And I, I always, I was like, you know, New Zealand's awesome. I, I, I can't believe, I mean, no one's going to be, be able to believe I'm saying this, but I, I was like, I hate Ohio. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere in America. I remember Forget those days. Dark Forget days. Dark days. And now as, yeah, because of this whole thing, uh, because of going there. And then actually it was the time where I came back. I came back and yeah. I, I worked a factory job. Uh, I lived at home. I wasn't yeah. teaching. I just, right. I needed like a gap time. Mm-hmm. And originally the factory job was to just make money real fast and be able to buy my plane ticket and get over there. Yeah. Yeah. I had such a good time being at home, uh, living with my mom and dad yeah. without the burden of school and spending time with them and my friends that I realized I was like, if I go to New Zealand, I'll, I'll probably see my mom and dad, my mom and dad, you know, we don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And, and, fl- and traveling to New Zealand is very expensive. Yep. I was like, I'll probably see them a number, like a very, a very low number of times the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'll probably, and you know, if I moved over there, I wouldn't be obviously be able to travel back and forth. So I was limiting the amount of interactions face to face I'd have with my parents for the rest of my life. Um, I was pretty much, if I did that, I would pretty much, uh, like say goodbye to my friends here and have a whole new group of friends there. Mm -hmm. My life would have been totally different. And I spent that time getting to know, um, or, or I don't know, falling, falling in love again with everything that I had here that it made me think think at those times in New Zealand, I was like, what, what was the, the thing I loved most about New Zealand? Well, it was the friendships, right? right. That I had mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. And it was the, in the places that I loved most there reminded me of Ohio. Yeah. And I had this like Eureka moment. I was like, why do I want to leave? Yeah. Why do I want to leave? Like my life can go this way or it can go this way. Yeah. Right. And for those of you not watching right now, I just pointed in two different directions. <laughs> he just pulled a <laughs> scarecrow on you guys. Wizard not, of Oz there. You're not watching on YouTube. That's what, that's what, yeah. just kidding. But, um, I don't know. I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, I have so much here. I have yeah. so much of, of, and, and these, and what I do have here is where I came from. It's who I am. Yeah. Like this is, this is, uh, I don't know my foundation. Yeah, for sure. And it made me fall back in love with that and realize, cause for most of my life as I'd had this resentment towards Ohio because I, we moved when I was a kid, we yeah. moved from Chicago when I was like six and it was a rough transition for me. I never really got over it. Yeah. And this going away halfway across the world, and wanting wanting to go there to just continue my life of moving on to different mm-hmm. places yeah. made me realize that it brought an end to this. Yeah, that this is my home. This is where I belong. And let me tell you what, man. You know, I've I've, I've been to New Zealand. I've I've been to Europe. I've been I've been a decent amount of places, even right. within the United States. Yeah. There's nowhere else in the world I would rather live. I'd rather spend my days than yeah. right here in Amanda. We've had conversations about this. I w- yeah. I would like to I'd like to end my life like die right here in this house. Yeah, right in yeah. the backyard, looking up at the stars. Yeah, there's no place in the world. I'd rather be and live my life with my with my family. It's just yeah, you've made a home. You really, know. I mean, yeah. when I say I'm a hobbit, it's it's because I feel that connection to my home. I feel like this is my back end. I feel like you know this is my shire, and and mm-hmm. and there's no other place I could I could be. When I when I do go away, I long to be back home. You know, yeah. getting ready to go on vacation. Three days in, I'll be like, man, I wish I was back in Ohio. Right, just yeah. walking out my backyard. I know what to expect. I know what to. I know what I love about it. So. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, for sure. Give me your Karadras. Well, or a um, Karadras, I guess. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to give you two um, because, Whoa. yeah, you give me time to think there. I, I think I, I had one in my youth um, that 
for me, um, you know, th- something that changes your course, something that changes, oh, yeah. you know, the way in which you think about life yeah. and things. Yeah. And, and honestly, it was it dominated a lot of my youth, which was my, uh, my bone disease, mm-hmm. you know, something that kind of I, I couldn't control. And, you know, I had all these, you know, I had in my mind all these things I wanted to do. I think my life would have been very, very, very different if oh, I yeah. wouldn't have had it, you know, yeah, and it yeah. just taught me a lot of different things. And my mom and my dad, you know, kind of counseled me and really, really helped me out during those times to help me get through that, help me yeah. understand, you know, to see a purpose, see something. Yeah. Every single one of us, every single person out there who's listening, you make a difference. Yeah. Uh, you matter. You have an impact when you walk out your door, you know, uh, and, you, and you talk to somebody or, or, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, even just a loved one that you may call, maybe you are in a state of, you know, depression or you have things going on and you call, you know, your mom and dad or whoever it may be a loved one and talk to them, you brighten their day, yeah. you know, you matter. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that's something to remember because, you know, we all face dark times yeah. and things. So for me, that was a, that was a rough go. And as I said, one of my, you know, counselors was my mom mm-hmm. and, you know, so I, I had, you know, it kind of shaped me into like wanting to go into special education. Yeah. It, it, it changed just things I wanted to do with my life changed who I was as a yeah. person, the way I looked at, you know, um, states of mind, the way that I think about mm-hmm. how, you know, I interact with people being a giver, not a taker, mm-hmm. you know, uh, giving back to, you know, um, the world around me, making this impact or whatever. Mom taught me those things, you know, and, and so did dad. And then I, as I got older, you know, as I getting into adult life, mm-hmm. you know, just barely got started and I lost mom, Yeah, you know? And so from there, you know, and the foresight, I want to tell, this is something, I don't think I've told this on the podcast yet. Um, so the foresight, we talk about Arwen and uh, we talk about uh, Ron kind of having foresight mm-hmm. and wisdom, mm-hmm. being able to see things, Gandalf and things. Uh, that was my mother. Yeah. Um, when she uh, passed away, it was, she didn't tell anyone she did this. She left us all letters, mm. notes, a to-do list for my father, a to-do list for me. You know, things that she told us to kind of, and things she, she talked to me before she passed and gave me a list of things to do. And then after that, she uh, wrote my sister and I a letter. She hid it in her bedside table and knew we would find it, knew we would Jeez. look through it. Didn't know when, but had full faith that we would. It's like, P.S. I love you. It really was, yeah. man. It was, it, was un, it was unreal. And the things she told me there and the things that she said uh, changed my life and have changed the course of my life. Yeah. And so that one's more of a, you know... Um, Sometimes your 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 uh, caradris right or this the, the, these blocks are set up for a reason, you know. Uh, Gand- yeah. We'll find out later. Gandalf has to go on yeah. a trial. He has to face something, yeah. you know. And there's there's uh, there's different powers at work. So I don't know, man. That was kind of wow. yeah, a, a couple of those things that really you know change your path. And I think it's yeah, interesting sure. to reflect and think about what has changed your life. And oh, it's what important, it's crucial. It, it is. It, you yeah, know, there's, yeah. there's times to look forward and live life and be in the moment, but it's also great to reflect and have memorials and markers yeah, where life has changed and you set out on a new path. I, and know? I think one of those reasons too is it opens your eyes. It makes you a little wiser to the future, doesn't it? Yeah. It makes you uh, go forward with a little more perception. I think, mm-hmm. it, I think it increases your ability to see what you're being like, what hand you're being dealt at the present time. Yeah. Like yep. how, how would I, how will I look upon this situation 10 years from now? Yeah. Will it a be a big deal or, or not so much or, you know, and, and also what kind of importance, right? Well, what, even if it's something that I wasn't expecting, how can I use it to, um, better everyone's existence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Wow. Yep. So, 
Wow. Um, so there's strawberries with cream. <laughs> strawberries with dream. Yep. Hopefully you took a little something away from that. So yeah, I think that was I, that I, was good. I did. So yeah, thank I did. You. I did too. Yeah. And I, I was good to kind of kind of get that out. So, so we have a Patreon. We do. This is news to me. We do. We have big <laughs> goals with it. Uh, Lane and I are trying to collect. We want other signed photos that we can send to the th- to our yes, our, we do. Our, our uppers. We want to. Col- it's um, kind of like Pokemon. We want to yeah. collect them all. We want to collect them all. One uh, through nine. We've got one out of nine of the fellowship. Yeah. So our it's favorite gonna, Hobbit. Yeah, we've actually, um, you know, I have started to kind of map out where everyone is going to be, different Comic Cons and stuff. So if you would like to support us on Patreon, uh, hit us up Whoa. there, and uh, you know, some weeks it'll be Lane, some weeks it'll be me going to these different places and trying to get grab some signatures. And are, and, uh, are we going to go meet Carl Urban in Cincinnati? Cincinnati? I think we should in September because I would love him to sign my Two Towers book, and I think I it'd know. only be fitting. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Uh, it'd be cool. He's the man. There's yeah. not enough Aomer in the, in the films. Mm-hmm. And also, I will post my favorite. And I'm going to show you after this. Don't okay. let me forget. Okay. My favorite clip of yeah. Carl Urban in anything he's ever done. It's hilarious. It's in a little show called Short Poppies. Okay. And he may or may not be a gay hairdresser. Okay. And he nails yeah. it. It's Does amazing. He? Does it's he? so yeah. funny and yeah. amazing. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, now, we have something interesting. So, we always yeah. do the appendices. For share the load, we do our Patreon exclusive series. Uh, Lane's gonna go ahead and pull up a voicemail that we got yep. from from I think it's Devin Odell, um, yeah. or Devin uh, at least. Uh, and why are we playing this? As so we're playing this because we got a voicemail. Um, I think we got a couple of voicemails. I don't know. We um, yeah, we got a couple of voicemails. But oh. so we always play those. And uh, uh, Devin actually has an interpretation of my dream. Mm. Uh, so we've been getting people interpreting my dream. The river daughter. Uh, the, the river daughter. Yeah. Had, a, had a very astute one. And then yeah. this is this is one as well. So, And this is just kind of the cool thing. When, when you when you get on, when you, when you become a patron, yeah. you have access to these appendices. And these appendices, like we've said before, you guys know, are they kind of start as us just rambling. Maybe after yeah. a few drinks, yeah. maybe not. But always they always get, we're, we're going to do one after this actually. Yeah. Uh, kinda... Tonight. And it gets gets deep sometimes. And mm-hmm. and this, this one was centered around... Um, a, uh, a dream I had, and then and then as shared a dream he had. Yeah, so we ask for interpretations, right? You know, right. So what you'll hear is the interpretation. Then you'll have to go back and, <laughs> and hear the dream. So if you want to, it's yeah, really yeah. not that big. But okay. we'll take a listen here. That's right. Hey guys, my name is Devin Odell. I'm actually from Champaign, Illinois. I just recently became a Patreon. This isn't really for the show or anything. I just got done listening to you guys' last appendice. And uh, really, wow, the dream kind of hit me. I don't know if I can get this all in three minutes, but I just wanted to kind of share my own personal uh, interpretation. I think Lane was really kind of on point with the, uh, I really see the Bride of Christ coming in there with the, with the uh, looking for the river daughter. And I think like what I see in the, the maybe distant cousin, I think Lane kind of hit it again. I think it's either one of two things. It's either... Like how you saw yourself when you were pure, and that's why it was the River Daughter. It was a time long ago, like whenever you still had that childlike faith in God and that kind of relationship with God, and or that's your potential of what you could possibly get again, like becoming a new creature and that kind of thing. And I'll say I'm I'm a strong believer in Christ, and, and I love God, and I kind of love listening to that story. But uh, I think the whole thing was like almost that you were you were afraid that you lost your faith and, and this was like a coming home kind of. But at the same time, 
like whenever he was checking the arms, to me it was almost like he was really looking for the mark of the beast because, you know, he says that it's going to be planted in the forearm or the forehead. And, and the right one, for some reason, I think maybe he checked your left. I'm not really sure. But I thought that was really interesting, too, that he was looking for the ones that maybe took the mark. And then when you said that it kind of gave off an evilish feel, that kind of threw me for a loop, too, because then I was wondering, like, I was just almost like Antichrist kind of thing where he's actually the one putting it there and everyone's being deceived. So this dream just had like a lot of angles and it's just really cool to speculate on. So I thought I'd just put that out there. Really, I didn't have time to say everything because, you know, three minutes is, is barely time to cover anything. But really, really enjoy the random conversations. Didn't know what to expect with it, but so far I'm really glad I became a Patreon just keep the random stuff, guys. Really cool. Enjoying the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Well, we appreciate wow. that message. That that was yeah. awesome. What he's saying is, is you need a lot of therapy. That's what he's saying. I'm, uh, just, I'm just joking. No, you know, and and what's cool, man, is that we, uh, it's it's wild, man. It's a true dream. It's a dream that I really did have. Yeah. And uh, we sat down and talked about it. I know it's crazy and random, but like that's. I don't know, man. It's life, dude. It's just kind of cool well, to get some of it out. And for me, it's so cool because it's it's bringing your past together with what we're reading right now. I mean, well, you're, we were you're, talking about Frodo's dreams. Yeah, we were talking about the dreams that happen in this book, and we were kind of like, "Man, do you have any crazy?" Well, dreams? on that, you know? on that too. But I'm even thinking about the River Daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's this whole, and that was just like a term that was used in your dream. You're like, "Oh yeah, River Daughter, of course." Yeah, I know. Like doctor or or lawyer. I mean, like that common. You're like, sure, yeah, river daughter, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just how often do you hear river daughter in normal life? Not very often. No, but it's 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 <laughs> your mind trying to figure out where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something from the past, and then and then where you're headed too. It's just yeah, I've always thought interpretation. I loved his interpretation, dude. Well, that was that was yeah. I, I, bravo. Yeah. He also said yeah, I nailed some you. things on the head. He so did. So I, you're, I appreciate you're eating that it up. as well. And no, I'm just kidding. No, you're eating it up. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, it just it's, I think. Dream interpretations are cool. So cool. Uh, I thought that was kind of neat, but there's a bunch of random stuff there, guys. And I, I always apologize on appendices. I'm always like, uh, I, sorry, I, I guys. don't know why. I don't think we should apologize. No, I apologize for you. It's, not it's me. us. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just kidding. Just caught that. Sorry. Mm. All right. For those of you watching or, or not watching, I just did a hook in my, yeah. my mouth. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for that. Thank you for calling in. That's that's an awesome tool we have too. Yeah, it was that we can, cool too. It was cool to cool hear in his voice. Oh, it really was. And I felt cool. like we were having a conversation. We, I've, I have a couple other Bywater Post things that are coming up with di- people from different faiths, different walks of life, yeah. and to hear how they use their upbringing and, and, and their beliefs, right? Uh, whatever it may be, and, and, and kind of connect it to either what we're doing on Patreon or what yeah. we're doing in the book. Yeah is amazing. I love it too. Super cool. So I love it. And, so so just it, just know on the show though that Lane and I are open to any and all, you know, types of, oh, uh, yeah. of interpretations oh and gosh. thoughts and comments and stuff. And, so And it's so cool. I mean, think about it. And that's what we are, right? We call ourselves a fellowship. And what was the fellowship? Right. The fellowship was was a, a group of very exactly. different people who all came together. They had different backgrounds, they had different yep. mythologies, they had different beliefs, they had different um uh, you know, even uh, con- personal convictions, and they came together, and it's this beautiful thing. It's this ideal of of what we should be. Yeah, man, it is. I mean, how often do we have those conversations where it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, it's, it's just it, there's a beauty in listening to each other and 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 sharing. It makes know, experiences me. It makes and stuff it, like that. It so. only makes me a better person. Yeah. It only makes you a better person. Yeah. And it's happening right here for sure, man. Uh, okay. We have one more voicemail, right? Oh, do we? Okay, okay. I think you said we. Sparks. Um, Hold on, let me re- let me replay that. Sorry, I wanted to get the beginning of that. Hello, I'm calling for Robert Sparks. Um, this is Pat Stenson from Universal Home Health. 
And I was calling what? to see if around 11, 11, 15 would be okay to come and um, do his daily care. Uh, Thank you. If any questions, um, please call me back at 937-844. Are you kidding me? What is that? So please, um, was it for Pat? I don't was know. It for Rob? <laughs> If anyone knows, uh, and we know you guys know these this this gentleman, let's should let's make sure we get back? him taken care of. I don't. We probably should say this is okay. The wrong we number. should probably call her back. Someone accidentally called for for uh, wow something very different. So huh, that's I didn't. Yeah, because that. he he might actually that might be kind of serious. He might not get his like personal care if we don't call back. We'll call back, guys. Trust us, we will call back. I did not even it, catch all. Of, I it, didn't even. It was just kind of funny though, because as was like, hey, we got a couple of voicemails. Played, played the dream li- interpretation and then played, well, and played like this one. And I was like, seconds. what? That's I was like, so funny. 30 seconds, just play it real quick. Wrong Boom. number. I did. Uh, but what, I guess that that's proof that Ez needs to preview everything that comes through. Here's my question. What are the odds of calling that number by accident? And it yeah, being for a book club's. That's crazy. By water post. Uh, uh, rare, I'd say. That's Love. well, that's kind of. Yeah, that's funny. Well, okay. all right, guys. Um, you know, hey, hit us up at uh, patreon.com forward slash up talking Tolkien. And, uh, you know, we got t shirts coming. We're actually play. I'm going to be messaging people for shirt sizes. So, um, yes. actually, I'm sorry. This will be on the 8th. So, we recorded this early. I will have already messaged you, you know, uh, for those shirt sizes because I want to place that order early July. Mm-hmm. So, if I, if you did not um, reply to my my message and I ordered without you, I'm we're getting a big, large batch. So, hopefully, we've got. Your mm-hmm. size in there, but uh, definitely hit me up, you know, and uh, we, we can, can make multiple orders. Oh, right? we make a multiple yeah. orders, but it just might be a little delayed. So, yeah. uh, you know, if we, if we didn't get your size back in time. So, yeah. all right, guys, um, you know, thanks. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. Join the Facebook group. Uh, uh, Daniel uh, Clouds actually just mentioned I was looking for the Facebook group. And if you go under, if you're on the Facebook main page, uh, our, our main page there where we post the podcast updates on the left hand side at the bottom it says groups under mm-hmm. the click that tab and you can you can uh, request to join uh, the, the group we approve everybody uh, and everyone's yeah. been real positive and, and had, it's been a good community been a really so. cool yeah, yeah cool space for sure we want to thank you for stepping off the road with us wow I guess it is time for our weekly well wishes and for uh, formerly Fortnite farewells yeah. uh, our next episode will be digging deep into chapter four of book two a journey into the dark Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for all those who have gone to iTunes and 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 uh, and given us some reviews there. Those yeah. those help tremendously, uh, and so please continue to do that. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, or leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. That's right. He's the Lord of all communication. We'll see you next week, and remember, Frodo lives. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.